0: Gonna be a good one, for sure. Oh
1: yeah.
0: This is another episode of UFO Garage. I'm Ben. I'm Joe. And this is where we talk about UFOs, aliens, and all things weird. Yep. And we also talk about how Ben has a sweet ass beard.
1: (laughs) My beard? Your beard? Yeah, dude. It's a it's a it's a short beard. It's called a a a sheared. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Uh, It's a a shovel. It's a stubble. It's a sheared uh, sheared sheared stubble. Shovel. I'm trying to make it cool. It's not. (laughs) All right. You know what is cool, though, man? What?
0: We got Jocelyn on with us today, man. Jocelyn Buckner. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, She's going to talk about some good stuff. You guys are going to like this one. She's my fave, dude. Dude, she's so awesome. She's the queen, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah. She's the one that started it all, really.
0: Yeah. Yep. She's the one who introduced us to all these people. She's the first person that we met, uh, you know, kind of in the UFO community. Uh, She's just such a sweet lady. Uh, She's really awesome. And uh, and, uh, yeah, we're about to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We are. No, we are. No, no, we are, though. Yeah, dude. She better watch it. Yeah. We will. We
0: will start talking to her. Well, shit, dude. Let's give her a call. All right. All right.
1: Hey, what's up, Jocelyn? Hey, it's you
2: guys. How's it going?
0: (laughs) It's going really good. How are you doing?
2: i'm doing well thanks did you get your camera all set up (laughs) yeah we got it all
1: set up finally
2: you
0: know it's always something every show we do there's something we're like almost 50 episodes in and every time it's always it's always something
2: (laughs) well of course it wouldn't it wouldn't be any fun if it was nothing all the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) i guess i'll take that yeah (laughs) it's always got to be some struggle an
2: adventure
1: that's right exactly Well, what have you been doing since the last time we we talked to you?
2: Well, um, I've been working on my garden. I think that everybody should be working on their gardens right now. Um, This uh, business about truckers not going to certain areas um, to deliver food has got me a little worried. But, uh, you know, back in the day when... um, my abductions got really uh, there for about three years, Were very heavy, and uh, a lot of creepy experiments and that type of thing, and one time I just decided I wasn't going to be afraid anymore. I was just going to get to the bottom of whatever was happening. And so I asked uh, this E.T. that uh, I had met, and I actually sent you a a painting of her. I called her Andrea. Um, She uh, told me that, um, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different layers of, of things that are going on now if you got abducted and you had a creepy experience and you weren't afraid or you know or of the uh uh experimentation going on with your body you can ask them questions and they would actually answer you and uh i got the impression from her that it was going to be about this time that things um are going to be real dicey for humanity. And uh, the biggest thing that I worried about when I came away from that experience was food, was feeding everybody. Absolutely. And uh, I think, you know, it's really important for us to this summer be self-sufficient in everything, everything. Uh, obviously we're being locked down um, we don't know what to believe anymore because everything is, oh yeah, wear a mask, no, don't wear a <laughs> mask, oh, no, you do you can wear a mask, right, uh, yeah, and uh now, we're finding out that maybe the covid isn't as bad as a flu, um, I don't know about you guys, but when you went home after u f o con in Last February, yeah, did you guys get sick?
1: No, no, we were we were healthy as healthy as oxes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, but
1: uh, Lorian got sick.
2: I flew out of uh, San Francisco and into Phoenix. Now, San Francisco wasn't bad; it was sort of a you know laid back airport compared to Phoenix. Got to Phoenix, and it was like I don't know. It was like a cattle call or something. Huh. And, uh, there were, you know, nobody at that time, we all knew about COVID, but nobody was saying masks, gloves, washing. Yeah, right. they were saying wash hands, but they weren't really saying anything else.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a big and, deal at that time.
2: Yeah, and about, about 10 days later, I start, I got a really bad sore throat. I couldn't hear anything. My ears got all plugged up. Um. I had aches and pains. Basically, I got the flu, and I was down for about ten days. And my husband got it um, as well. Oh man! And uh, you know, so I kind of feel like I had it. So if it comes around here, I know I have immunity.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. We don't we don't need you getting any getting sick, Jocelyn. We we need yeah, you.
2: <laughs> no, I I had. It, it seems like every time I go to a conference. I come back with the conference crud, whatever was going on, you know, <laughs> yeah. there. there. Uh, I bring it home, and I try to even isolate myself from my husband because I just, from the last uh, three, four years of uh, going, I would always come home with a cold or, mm. you know, Something, and yeah, I guess just cold. I guess sad. that's
1: what happens when you get around a lot of people, and when with, when you're young and and you know going to like uh, uh, music festivals and stuff and and everything, it, it doesn't doesn't really happen. But yeah. I, I I definitely feel you on that. I I don't I didn't get sick, but I definitely was like low on energy for like a couple of weeks after after the conference for sure. I didn't get sick, but definitely felt a. Uh, uh yeah, that's the
2: way it it started for me was just I I had to force myself to get up out of my chair on a daily basis and, and then uh then I started getting achy and all of that. But uh yeah, certainly the loss of uh, you know, getting up and about was was the worst part of it. And uh <clears throat> I it, and I kinda think that I got it from the Phoenix Airport, huh. and uh, because it was it was just crazy mayhem. I'm, I mean, there was um, uh, a uh, long line for the women's bathroom. There's always a long line for the women's.
3: <laughs> bathroom. Yeah.
2: I don't have that problem. <laughs> but there was this hugely long line, and when I went in there. Uh, they didn't have any paper towels, so everybody is using those hand air dryers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> those things are like blowing it. the violet all over the place. And there were you know, there was no soap, there was no hot water, um, you know, and people were running in and out and and uh just being crazy um sorry my we can hear your hounds (laughs) my dog my dog is uh uh playing with the neighbor dog they they do this on a daily basis
1: (laughs) sounds like sounds like my house
2: (laughs) yeah the neighbor dog comes over and starts barking at my dog and then they start running up and down the fence line (laughs) and uh you know what they're
1: in. you know what they're saying right they're arguing about who's the best boy yeah Except for they're both girls. Point taken <laughs> Point taken. Both of my dogs so, are gr- girls too. Yeah,
2: and uh so how are you guys been going? How's how's the baby, Joe?
0: Oh man, she's awesome. Yeah, she's doing real good. It it's getting to that fun point to where like now she's starting to smile and laugh and you know, do no. all that stuff. So yeah. It's uh melts my heart every day.
2: I uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, babies are just so magical and yeah. beautiful, and
0: oh, she definitely is, man. Uh, you know, and it's weird because is she, is she kind of like. She kind of opened this part of me that I didn't know existed. Like, kind of like this lovey-dovey, like, mushy-like side of me. Aww, like, I, I never yeah. really had that. And she, oh, like, has... it
2: sounds like somebody got under your skin.
0: Oh, she definitely did. She definitely did. You know? There's, there's, you know. And I usually get accused of that. It's like, well, you're not very emotional. Or, like, you, you know, you just don't show, show the lovey-dovey side very often. But, man, when that baby came... I say the goofiest stuff all the time now. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. There's, there's nothing better, so you're getting plenty of sleep?
0: Uh, Well, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, uh, we get enough. You know, honestly, my, my wife is the real hero because, you know, I, I work, I get up at like five in the morning. And then I usually get home, you know, maybe around like 5.30, closer to 6, maybe a little after sometimes. You know, so uh, she's nice enough to kind of do those middle-of-the-night wake-ups. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then on the weekends, we, we switch shifts on the weekends. I, I, I take them again, but for the most part, I mean, she's, she's, you know, she's been great. It's been a lot of teamwork, but, you know, my wife's the real hero here. <laughs>
2: well you know that's the reason why they invented the family bed i remember back in the day getting a crib and a bassinet and i never used them i just you know we i'd get up the first night and i was so tired i just wrapped the baby up and brought her into the bed with us and because the mom and baby are still on the same sleep schedules um I got to the point where I could roll over, change the baby with one one hand tied behind my back and <laughs> and uh with my eyes closed and stick a tit in her mouth and I would go back to sleep and my husband never even woke up.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That's amazing. That.
2: i highly recommend it.
0: Man, that's and, yeah, that's skill. That's multi-talented. <laughs> I can I can barely yeah. change a diaper with two hands. <laughs> Much less one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'll get better. Believe me. And, you know, it lasts such a short time. You know, you'll look back on this time and and think, I could never think of how small they were, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, how uh, I remember my husband always used to carry my daughters around in what we called the football um, hold, you know, the baby would just lay on his arm, and he would cradle her, uh, the little skull, and he would just walk around like that all the time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you look at him uh, just a couple of years later, and you think, man, <laughs> 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 they sure grow fast. Yeah, so, they definitely I, do. I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed that because you know that was. Um, one of the, the times that I had my baby in bed with me um, was one of the, the most interesting E.T. Um, uh, contact experiences that I ever had. Huh. And that was, uh, you know, uh, we were, uh, my daughter was about nine months old, and I had an older daughter who was seven, and... uh I, I woke up because I could hear my daughter talking. And not only talking, but she was sort of yelling. <laughs> and she was saying, put me down, put me down, put me down. Oh, whoa. And so I, I uh, opened my eyes, and there were little grays, about four, five of them, around the bed. And there was a taller, big-nosed gray that was standing up um next to my husband's side of the bed he got out of the bed and they hit him over the head with a wand or you know some sort of device and my husband said that he had um a vision of uh the earth just exploding
3: whoa, just whoa. you
2: know just <laughs> all and it was really upsetting to him and then um I think uh, there was some conversation like is that what you want to happen and he said of course not and uh, it was like well that's where you're going to end up if you keep going down this road and I'm laying there thinking I need to get up and go see what my daughter is talking about but I was absolutely paralyzed. I could, you know, I could only move my eyes. And, uh, and then finally I was released and I had, uh, I picked up my uh, nine-month-old baby and uh, was holding her and walking down the the hallway with one of these grays on each side of me. And we got into the bedroom and in the dark of the bedroom i you know once my eye suggested i could see that my daughter was floating in the middle of of the room Whoa. and and it was just sort of stasis there and she was sort of blubbering you know will you please put me down put me down put me down and i you know i said oh my gosh, you guys, can't you understand what she's saying? She said, put her down. And so my daughter just sort of floated back down, uh, you know, back to her bed and down onto her uh, bed. And she um, quickly got up and came over to me and, and was hugging my leg. And uh I could see that there was a bean in the corner, but it was dark, and I couldn't see, so I stepped closer, and this is when my nine-month-old baby was holding out her arms, like, you know, she wow. wanted to go to this bean, and... So I let her. And wow. the bean picked her up, and my daughter was hugging that scrawny little uh. neck and, you know, those big, bo- bulbous eyes. And I heard her call a name or say something. I assume is the name, uh, you know, being nine months old. Yeah. She was just so happy and giggling and having a great time. And I thought, well... <laughs> you know? yeah what yeah. do you
1: what do you do with that situation <laughs>
2: something is going on here uh but yeah and Did- i really don't remember anything else about uh what happened that day i've always thought that i would have um be um you know uh, go under hypnosis and and try to recall yeah more things but every you know i and i've have a lot of friends uh that are in my circle of of uh dolores cannon friends that have done past life uh regressions and sure and so you know a lot of times but we'll start out talking about that but i never get to a place you know i always i always go off the rails and go talk about something else so it must not be that important but i do remember the next day in the newspaper there was a photograph of somebody saying you know that they saw this ufo craft go ride over and i lived at the time i was in um living in anaheim about a mile from disneyland oh cool and so they wrote you know so they had published this Photo, which was very blurry and you know and you really couldn't tell much about it was it a,
1: a night they, a nighttime photo or a, a, a
2: it was a, uh, like three o'clock in the afternoon
1: Oh wow, okay
2: and uh, they said that a bundle of balloons had escaped from a vendor in Disneyland, and that's uh, why you know why everybody saw this.
3: But the thing about
2: it is that that was a time during the Santa Ana winds. Um, And so these balloons are not being carried away from the winds. They're they're flying into the wind. And the Santa Ana winds are really, you know, they're a phenomena that happens every year in Southern California where these hot wind will come up off of the the desert and go toward the ocean. And uh, so these are not going... These balloons... (laughs) Yeah, They were not going to the west. They were actually going northeast. Oh, okay. Whoa.
1: Now I get the significance. Yeah, yeah they were so, going like into the wind. Right, yeah. Into the wind. Yeah. Interesting. So Whoa. you, so
2: you know, have And I'm, I'm reading this article, you know, it's like, calm down people, you didn't see a UFO, you actually just saw balloons. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the first time I've ever seen balloons go into the wind uh, like spitting in the wind yeah you know?
1: so like, <laughs> so the next morning you wake up do you uh, do you remember recalling hey last night was really strange uh do, do you have vivid memories like from the night before as you're reading this you
2: know it was it was really too long ago i can't really remember oh, yeah. uh uh because you know my daughter is now 27 <sighs> That was so that was a, that
1: that was was a long time, time ago. ago, yeah.
2: So it was a really, really long time ago. But I do so vividly recall um, the inability to not move. And when my daughter sat up, I remember telling her, uh, oh, no, we have to lay down now. We have you know, we just have to, this is Daddy's turn. We're going to lay down now. Yeah. Wow. And, but I still couldn't you know, I, I couldn't move if I wanted to. So yeah. you know, it it was it was uh, uh pretty uh pretty phenomenal. But I was really glad that I had my baby in my Bed with me that night. That's for sure. So,
0: oh yeah, you know you you, you said know, if, you said something pretty interesting, and it, it kind of caught my attention on how you were saying that when you walked into your daughter's room, how she was kind of just floating there, and you had said to the ETS, "Can't you hear her?" She said, "Put her down," and then she slowly starts to you know come down. It it the more and more stories that I hear. You know, people are either completely terrified and they don't say anything, uh or they don't remember, but there are these few occasions where people talk or interact with these with the ETs and it seems like they pay attention to what you're saying, you know?
2: Silence is consent. That's what I was told. Ah. Silence is consent. So if you don't say anything, you're too afraid or you don't know what to say cuz a lot of peak time you know, if you're seeing something in front of you that you've never saw before, and it usually people go into fight or flight. Yeah. They're either going to to um, fight it. You know, I'm not really seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. My my uh, brain is. Uh, my eyes are lying to me. I'm just. It's just a dream. Right. It's something else. It's not. You know, they're fighting whatever vision they're having, or they want to run away from it and not say anything at all. But um, as I understand it, silence is consent, and you have to learn not to be afraid. You have to face your fears if you want if you want to know about this, Um, and you know. Now, the creepy experiments have all but ended. And Mm. uh, you're putting the pieces together. You know, there's been the projects like Free uh, that Ray Hernandez has worked on that has gathered up all of these different stories. And at the time when he asked me, you know, he gives me this packet of like 30 pages of questions, and I went... Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I'm feel that out. <laughs> if I fill that out, I might as well just write my own book. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but you know what? What they have done is tried to connect a lot of the dots, and I, you know, like uh, earlier this week, we talked about the giants and the Nephilim. And uh, one of the things that was alarming to me was uh, when I was talking with um, uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Yeah. And I got to be really good friends of her before she passed away. And uh, she was telling me about, you know, uh, the... Nephilim and the um, Nephilim were the giants that came to Earth, like, you know. Who knows? Who yeah, knows and, and, and for how those many millions of years ago,
1: and, and for yeah. those that are listening, uh, the reason that we're we're talking about this, and this is uh, uh, uh this is what I definitely want to talk about. We, we brought it up. Uh, our our uh, community brought it up in our Facebook group, and there were some some dudes that were really curious about these giant skulls that are found, and yeah, the, and and the nephilim. What's the connection, and why are people still finding these giant skulls and giant skeletons and stuff? I think. I think a lot of people in the uh, uh, archaeology department would would agree that they're all hoaxes, but I feel like there's got to be some kind of truth to it. So I'm curious to, sorry to interject there.
2: Yeah, if they're hoaxes, then, you know, we're (laughs) why are these uh, why do we have these giant footprints and these, you know, if you go to Nevada State Museum, you can see a pair of Sandals from a giant that would be like a men's size twenty-two. Whoa! Uh, This would be given, be worn by somebody that was eight to eight and a half feet tall. Um, uh, We have heard the stories coming down, um, particularly in Native American uh, uh, folklore around here. And, uh, you know, when you you really start looking into it, even in the Bible, in Genesis, they said that, you know, the giants came down, screwed around with the women, and Mm -hmm. this was, uh, you know, created this race of giants. And uh, they called them the men of uh, the sons of God and the men of renown. Yeah. Right? Um, And... uh, when these children of the giants were born uh the gods came down and said okay uh they can't live any longer than 120 years so any any son of god anybody walking around and this is in in the bible so you know archaeologists Take it up with uh with some of the oldest writings, yeah. that we have, yeah, and uh you know even um there's uh gosh in the book of uh, the dead uh I mean the Dead Sea Scrolls mm-hmm. the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's a book called the Book of Giants in the Dead Ooh, Sea Scrolls, cool, and they talk about. Yeah, EA, and Anu, and Nl and, yeah. uh, you know, and all of those guys, and basically what they said in the book of the Giants, that things in the night go bump, and you can bump back, but if you look into the abyss, the abyss is going to look back at you. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Okay? That's why I don't mess with Ouija boards.
2: <laughs> so there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Because, you know, in the Bible it says that these were these 200 angels, the fallen angels that came yeah. down. and and not only did they screw around with men but they screw around with animals too
0: right right
2: and uh you know they went after the sheeps and the goats and and they created much Yeah. goats and all of that. Sounds
1: sounds like a bunch of horny aliens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because they even talk about it like in the Book of Enoch and the the fallen angels coming down here and the Nephilim and, and, you know, the giants and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to it, you know? I'm I'm, like trying to think about like the... You know, it it
2: seems like if you go to a lot of the... um, Like the mesopotamian mythology they have the owens it's o-a-n-n-e-s for anybody that wants to look it up and these were the amphibian beings that taught men wisdom they taught them how to write they taught them how you know how to make flush toilets they taught them science they taught them uh you know everything the that am- they knew.
3: Amphibian?
2: This created the, the land of Samaria. And uh, this being, uh, the Owens, was uh, this amphibian and uh, who came out of the Persian Gulf in near Babylonia. And he was in the form of a fish, but he had the head of a man. And under his fish head, he had a, a you know, this, weird man's face, um, but and under the fish tail he had the legs and the feet of the men. And he would uh, you know, go around and he kept law and order for the longest time. And then he left. Now if you look at the Dogon tribe over mm-hmm. in, Africa, in Africa, yeah. They say that a UFO landed and and it poured out all of this water into the sacred lake that's there. And then um, they were like mermen and they jumped out and they taught the Dogon everything that they needed to know. And uh, taught them how to... The people were starving and they taught them how to... uh, Plant their fields and they taught them writing and they taught them the magical arts. So, even to this day, you can, there are Dogon that are initiated into the society and taught the same things. The Dogon knew that Sirius had uh, two star systems, A yeah. B, long before it was discovered. Yeah, by, absolutely. Uh, you know what was it, 1937 that they finally came so but what happened to all of these uh giants is that uh it was the flood basically wiped out you know Noah's time of Noah wiped out everybody
1: they couldn't swim <laughs> uh,
2: and uh yeah I don't think they I don't know but uh you know they they uh disappeared and then after the flood sometime they came back and uh, we know this um, through the Indian um, Native American Indian and also the Indian Indians who um, talk about the vimana of you know these pyramid shapes UFOs that are that's spelled V I M A N A.
3: Yeah. yeah. Anybody that wants
2: to look it up. Um, I actually painted one. Uh, I saw one here in Sedona. Uh, yeah. Let's talk Breastma about your ranch. your paintings. Yeah. And uh, and so I sent you uh, a, a painting of of one. And uh, so. What is happening, what happened to everybody, you know, there's all these Native American tribes that just disappeared right off of the face of the earth. Yeah. And what we think happened is that they just changed their frequency. And they're still there. We just can't see them.
0: Very interesting.
2: And, you know, the um, chemtrails all of this uh whatever they're putting into the chemtrails is changing the way we're seeing things things are you you know when when uh, uh there'll be a heavily chemtrail day and then at nighttime, the uh sunset is just spectacular you know it's really bright and it's orange and it's red and these are sunsets like we've never seen before and a lot of this is because um you know it's it's changing the way that the light is reflecting and so we're seeing more and this i believe this is why we're uh seeing more orbs and and uh more um ufo's and all of that uh because You know, it seems like 1997, all of a sudden, there's chemtrails, and now all of a sudden, you've got this huge, massive amount of people that are reporting seeing UFOs.
1: Yeah, so maybe the the amount of light that's able to reach past our atmosphere is kind of... Limited due to to the the particles that are floating around in our atmosphere and preventing the light, uh, you know, the, the photons from reaching our eyes and you know. The, well,
2: actually, it's making us see a more wider range okay. of light because it's it's putting these um, metal particles into the air, ah, which
0: is reflecting, reflecting the it, light. yeah. Hmm
2: and uh so and our eyes are are getting used to to this and on the same token we're getting things uh that are destroying our eyesight like looking at a computer yeah. You know? Yeah, you know,
1: uh, I always always I think about, like, uh, what did people do back in the day with no sunglasses? Like, it's so dang bright outside. <laughs> <What? yeah. laughs>
2: <Maybe> exactly. that's Exactly. <laughs> there you
1: have it. We're
2: hats. That's right. And there's there's more macular degeneration now than there's ever been in the history of huh. of humanity. And I believe it's like we're, <laughs> we're walking outside and, and there's all this extra light that we're seeing and it's in a spectrum that we've never seen before and so it, we're literally burning our eyes
1: out. You know, I kind of, I kind of so, like uh, think about it analogous to a rainbow. Where a rainbow, you're seeing the water molecules and and the atmosphere reflecting off of the curvature of the Earth from the sunlight. There's you can only see a rainbow after it's rained, or if you're looking through like a water hose if you spray it at a certain angle. I'm thinking about right. that that mindset with with right. connecting that to and, why we're able to you, see.
2: Did you see that red rainbow that was, it was in the paper, I mean, um, all over the internet last week. Oh,
1: no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. No. Yeah,
2: you look up the red rainbow. Red and, rainbow. I mean, there there's some pretty Ooh. weird Whoa. things that, that Whoa. are happening that's here. that's pretty weird. <sighs> yeah yeah so um i just wanted to say a couple of things about the giants and getting oh, back to that yes please um because uh you know the giants are not going to be our saviors let's let's get that straight right now but there are people that are seeing giants now they're seeing actually living giants and we're finding giants now back uh back in the day before they started uh you know putting a kibosh on anything that they didn't want you to know uh especially in the 1930s when people went out to the desert and you know down into mexico and and went into these caves and they're doing mining um they they started finding all of these things, and uh they're you know well, we'll let's just go back to fifteen twenty three when Friar Duran went into uh Mexico, and he came across um this uh tribe of giants, they're all like ten to fourteen feet tall in um uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of the name of it. It's like uh uh Mian or something like that, but they said that these giants built um the pyramids and huh. uh, of Teotihuacan and uh Cholula. and they said that Love you know th- these guys were were not very nice and uh you know uh they were there was a uh, a lot of Native Americans that really hated the giants huh. well the giants were cannibalistic ah. there um here in um arizona um, there was uh a tribe. I can't, I'm trying to. I'm uh, racking my brain yeah. to remember the names <laughs> of them. Um, I'm, I'm just but thinking this about one tribe was found by Coronado here in in oh Cococa, K- Cococa, and uh, these guys were eight to ten feet tall. They were very strong, and uh, if they got mad at you, then they would capture these humans and they would torture them um, by you know, tie them to the stake and then they would run up with these really sharp knives and carve off a pound of flesh oh. and then go go barbecue it and eat it in front of the, the person on the stake.
1: Oh man, uh, damn, like oh, so, yeah. some charcuterie. It's really,
2: it's, <laughs> and then, you know, even, um, there were uh, talk of, of giants that lived in uh, the Grand Canyon, and uh, they, uh, there's this one cave in the Grand Canyon called uh, Kincaid's Cave. It was so full of uh, giant mummies and uh, artifacts uh, that Woodrow Wilson went, went over to see it in
3: 1919. Wow. Um,
2: so and, what? Yeah, because he wanted to check it out, and then once once he checked it out, he had the Smithsonian just shut it down. Yeah. Uh, so what are your whatever thoughts? Whatever they found, scared on, him so much.
1: Yeah. So what and, are your thoughts uh, on why why the subject has been pushed and suppressed so much? Why is it not mainstream? Do you have any ideas? on like, why why is having a uh, 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 a giant relative so detrimental to, I guess, our psyche?
2: Yeah, you know, I I asked uh, Rosemary and Ellen Guiley, um, bless her soul, uh, the same question. And, and, uh, you know, and and was tying it into the ETs and even some of the people that responded to the free um, uh, questionnaire said the same thing but um there is in one book of enoch um and and we know that enoch you know he supposedly never died he just ascended to heaven he was 365 years old Mm -hmm. and he was told by god you know take down all the information you write write lots of books and books and take it back down to earth so that everybody knew. And one of the things that he said was um, you know, the Nephilim were they weren't really very nice. Um, right. And uh, sound
1: like a grumpy thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. They, and their children uh, with the humans were called um, the Raphium uh and uh if you look at the word rafa it means dead and uh so they believed um uh, back back in the time of mesopotamia that demons were the disembodied spirits of giants
3: Ah,
2: and uh, you know and, and we do know that evil is real and devils are real But the difference is you know a a demon could um take over a body right uh, you know and uh you know the night of the living dead uh but they can but the fallen angels could also be incarnated uh as a demonic person um you know, somebody like Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody that has got a a really bad, 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 bad side and and has no conscience whatsoever. Bill Gates comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Soros comes to mind. Uh, Um, But one of the reasons that uh, there were so many people from the Middle East, from Uh, you know, Syria and uh, certain parts of Iraq and Iran that were against abortion is because these, you know, the dead babies had to go someplace and they would be harvested by these Nephilim Hmm. that are still here. And, And they would take that life force
1: now we're getting and, into now we're getting into some Illuminati stuff that Joe and I were yeah, actually talking yeah. and, about,
2: and that and that was part of it. Now, in the ETs came by, and they started this um, hybrid program, and to prevent the uh, Nephilim and and the Raphiim from getting this life force they created the hybrid program huh oh. and they are here harvesting uh the uh, deceased babies before they get into the bad hands
1: whoa okay so and, so we're thinking like uh there's two sets there's the 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 original humans that are were being harvested for you know vampiric uh and tendencies being sacrificed to these these entities or, or giants but the ETs come down and say hey that, that's some evil shit going on let's create a hybrid species and prevent you guys from feeding off of the life force of of humans is that
2: that's that is correct and um uh, huh. when they they saw exactly where we were going you know we're headed straight towards armageddon at the moment and uh they there's a lot of people that have et experiences that really believe that we're going to blow ourselves up and that uh, the ETs will then come down re-terraform the Earth they'll take the hybrids that cannot be uh, held un, you know, for andrenochrome or you know any of the satanic rituals because they don't have it in them Wow it been hybrided out but we're already seeing these hybrids um, come in to to be, and uh, you know, like, um, was that beautiful woman that we met at UFO Con that um, uh, talked about it? Uh, Geraldine. Oh, yeah.
0: Roscoe. Ocasio? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Orasco.
0: I mean, Oroz- yeah. Something
3: like that.
2: <laughs> clearly, she is a hybrid ye- person. Ye- yeah. And she is a teacher. She is telling people. You know how uh, you know what how things are going and uh, the thing about it is uh, you know i've i've studied with dolores cannon for nearly 20 years mm-hmm. and i did a lot of past life regressions and uh, i specialized with et experiences and a lot of these people that are coming in are coming in as volunteers and they're saying, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes to, uh, you know, to bring in the higher consciousness of man. Right. So they don't blow themselves up. So they, you know, they don't... At this point, I think just about all the babies, or starseeds, um... I've, there's just something really really wonderful about them which is the reason why i think people like bill gates are giving them um uh, vaccinations at birth that is you know shutting that part down
1: oh my gosh
2: you know it's it so and and it's the law we can't you know you unless you have a home birth it's really really hard not to get a vitamin k that's not vitamin and uh you know i i don't know what you did joe when your baby was born but uh ours
0: are ours are are kind of they're they're very spaced out and she doesn't get all of them so we're very we're kind of particular on on what were, yeah, and you know,
2: everybody needs to pay attention to that. So God bless you. And, you know, however, you, I just said no, absolutely not. But yeah. that was 27 years ago, and things are a lot harder now.
0: It is. And, it is. Uh, There's a lot of pressure yeah. to, to yeah. vaccinate, like, everything, all that wants. And we straight up said no. Like, you're not going to put all of that in our tiny little baby all at once. We can space it out, and we're going to pick... You know what we want and what we don't want, but Hell you can yeah. definitely feel the pushback yeah. from them. You I know, think
2: that's you know that's the only thing that you can do, and um, that's probably you know probably will save her life one day. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I had I had a lot of conversations with one of my best friends. We were pregnant together. And, uh, you know, my kids never had a vaccination, they never were sick in school, they never had ear problems. Matter of fact, my youngest daughter, who, like I said, is 20-something now, and she had her first dose of antibiotics when she was 22, and that was for a dental uh, surgery. Yeah. So, you know... I didn't. I didn't have that kind of problem, and yeah, they they got chicken pox and they got the measles, and now they're immune. (laughs) You know the 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 normal stuff and and normal childhood disease and which was very mild, and um, and now they're fine. And you compare that to my friend who has a daughter the same age, has already had a double mastectomy, has, uh, you know, uh, has hearing problems, had to wear glasses when she was in second grade, uh, uh, she got her periods really early, you know, all this weird stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, we're lived in the same area, drank the same water, went to the same schools, and um, uh, you know, both basically had good genetics going into it. But she was a advocate about getting vaccinations. And that baby uh, that she had when that, that child was four years old spent more time in the hospital than she did at home. Yeah, and yeah. You, gotta, you know and you got, so so what do you do you just you just do your homework and you try to make the right decisions and all of that and god bless everybody we all know that they're waiting for the covid vaccination before um they let us uh leave our houses
1: oh and, I know. yeah and, that's really you know, hinky yeah, there's, there's,
2: there's what they don't tell you is that right now they've got twenty five hundred people uh, in in uh, testing that volunteered. Seven have died. Do you see that in the mainstream media? Nope, no. not at all. Ninety seven of them of the women are now sterile. Do you see that in the mainstream? <laughs> oh media? no, wow. are you serious? so so you're gonna take that vaccine
1: no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) so have these have these studies come out about about these the the percentage of women that are sterile now you
2: know i got the information because i used to work for a pharmaceutical company i'm still it was a family-owned pharmaceutical company they're all of you know there's a lot of surgeons and doctors that i used to work with so i still have people that give me information right, yeah. right. I work in the research and development department and uh, you know so i still know the director of the research and development department of this large pharmaceutical company that coincidentally uh, Corey good said that he worked for but he he did not. He's a liar. <laughs> he never was there. Um, and, uh, and and so I get some of the information from you know uh, deep from, from my friends. Yeah, we can't. And I really yeah, don't, can't say. Yeah. You know, I just have to wait. Uh, I get this information, and then I just have to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it's an ins- to, inside uh, source. Hit the, hit the news. But uh, uh, the other thing that I was going to tell you about giants is how they disappeared and they vibrated into this other realm of existence, but we're still seeing them, and they're seeing them all over the world. And, uh, like, the Native Americans around here, some of them call, you know, they've got, like, 200 different names for Bigfoot. Um, They call them Big elder or big brother or the night people or the stonecoats.
1: Stonecoats.
2: Yeah. Sounds like a cool
1: band name. Or owl
2: woman or big owl. These are all, you know, names for them. And they're always found uh, on ley lines. And if you don't know what a ley line is, it's L-E-Y line and uh, the earth has natural history it has I mean, a, a natural um system of energy and it it's like these meridians between these points create this line like the rose line like you know right uh, right yeah yeah and uh, here in Sedona we've i have found so far about 30 ley lines some are a lot stronger, and they're all around the vortices here. Oh wow! And, uh, and it has so something to do with one of the, the big th- points that cu- that comes together is reason why Bradshaw Ranch has such a, a lot of activity there. Is that's where about five ley lines come together and uh, cool. right around that point. So there, there's the big girl there. There's uh, and there's been a lot of sightings. And you asked me earlier about an update about Bradshaw Ranch. Yes. The last time I was out there, I have to say, was about a year ago. I've been meaning to get out there, but, you know, I'm uh, pretty lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, are we all? uh, But I did send you a painting of the one. Um, It had this really bright, uh, light. It was late in the day, but it had this really, really bright light that made everything look kind of yellow. And, uh, so, um, I did a a painting of it because of course, every time I go to take a photo uh something happens uh either the camera doesn't work it's one time i picked up my my camera to take a photo and the batteries fell completely out of the camera (laughs) i mean you know how does that happen yeah (laughs) or the batteries just absolutely drain Uh, you know as soon as the ufo comes over uh You don't, you know, have any battery in your your uh, cell phone, and you don't have any battery in your camera, so you might as well just forget it. And that's the reason yeah, I yeah. had to start just uh, coming back and and kind of sketching things out, and uh, and I started doing these watercolor paintings of them when um, I. I've been working on a book, so these are actually the ones that I'm going to be using for my Yeah, book.
1: they're beautiful. And they're I, awesome. So
2: I sent you one that uh, I was at, it was about a year ago, I was at Bradshaw Ranch with a friend of mine, and uh, we stayed out there for two, three hours. We took some photos. Nothing really happened, you know. We were just sort of walking around the perimeter, and uh, the Bradshaw Ranch has been taken over by um, Northern Arizona University, and right, right. they made it a, a garden out there. And uh, so you can't really get onto the property, but you can walk around the perimeter, and uh, it, and that works because you just invite the unseen others over. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on over. Let me take your photo. And, uh, but, uh, we were leaving and we were actually in the car and, and, uh, I was with my friend and she has a, um, a a RAV and it's a newer car, maybe two, three years old. And, um, uh, it wasn't running right. You know, it was like missing. It, It Yeah it was like maybe somebody put a banana up the tailpipe <laughs> I don't know but it, it really wasn't it, it it wasn't running right and so oh. she pulled over because she wanted to you know just double check and like you know like we could fix a car
3: right, <laughs> right <Yeah>. absolutely.
2: <laughs> with some sticks and stones out there at the ranch so uh she gets out, and, and she starts to go open up the the front bonnet and look in there, and look in the engine. And as she is trying to unlatch the, uh, the hood, she says, oh, my God, Jocelyn, you got to get out of here right now, right now, right now. And I get out, and we see this slow moving craft coming right toward us.
1: And that's the one in the painting with the. the, It's
2: got this really, really bright light underneath it, and my heart is pounding. And, uh, you know, it's like, why did we bother doing that CE5? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have time for this. <laughs> you know, I need to go home. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it it just went kind of kind of skirted the area where we were and disappeared. And then as, <clears throat> as soon as we couldn't see it anymore, uh, the the uh, car started right up. Now it's six miles out to bradshaw ranch from west sedona you know so Mm -hmm. and it's mostly dirt road and uh so uh we're on this dirt road and we're talking about it you know and i'm trying to sketch it and and we're both very excited and we're chattering we're chattering (laughs) and uh i look up i see this tree And I realized that I have already seen that tree. Oh. Or it's a a deja vu or something. Yeah. And we kind of went up over this rise, came down. There was this tree. We went around the corner. We went up over this rise. We came down, and there's this tree. And it happened like three times. And I was just about to say... uh, something and my friend said um uh what time is it and i said well you know it's 6:30 or so and she said i have seen that tree now four times <laughs> yeah and i said i wasn't going to say anything if i didn't want to scare you <laughs> i've seen that tree four times and uh so we get out of the car and we look up and down, and there's absolutely nobody out there. Well, you know, it's out there anyway. But a lot of times, you you'll see either a homeless person camping out there, or people that rent those little uh, ATV type things. Oh yeah, and they'll be out there running around in in the desert. No, you know, nothing. There was absolutely no sound. Wow. It was so... I mean, not a cricket, not the sound of rustling. We leave nothing. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, my God, are we dead? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Are are like we in purgatory. Still, even on the planet. And... Um, you know, she, she my friend, just sort of stood up and put her arms akimbo and stomped her foot and said, You let us go home right now. And we got into the car, and we were home in 15 minutes.
0: Wow, that's but crazy. it took
2: us over an hour to get six miles.
0: That's nuts. That is yeah. insane.
2: So, and that was... <laughs> And that was when we saw saw that craft. Oh. Um, and I sent you also a, a picture of, uh, I mean, a painting of of, uh, of the craft that I already told you about. Me and Melinda uh, on our way to UFO Congress. Yeah, oh, I, remember yeah, yeah UFO I remember that. Yeah, I remember that
0: story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know. It's like, she's just chattering. She's such a chatterbox anyway, and we call her a little chatty-cathy. <laughs> she's just chattering away, and she's chattering away so fast, it's like I can't even interrupt her. So, um, But I see this, you know, something that's out in uh, over the desert, and it's just sitting there. It's not going anywhere. We are moving toward it. But it's not moving anywhere. So uh, you know, finally, I get her attention, and we were debating whether or not I had my <laughs> my camera at my feet in my bag. And you know, it was it, it, I went down to get the camera. Um, Melinda said, "You know, well." How come you're not taking a photo of us? It? Like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> It's it's like sometimes. And y'all had, y'all had it, pulled over, right? Yeah, she, po- she no, she didn't pull over. She stopped in the middle of the road in the <laughs> middle of the <a>
1: highway. <laughs> <laughs> I love Melinda she just so much. In the
2: middle of the highway. <laughs> I love and, Melinda. You know, it, it's weird because that highway is between Cottonwood and Sedona. It's always full of cars.
1: Right, and there was nobody there around.
2: Was a, single car anywhere.
1: That's what's she really weird.
2: Stopped. She gets out and she starts laughing. And uh, I said, I, I go, well, what's, you know, what's the deal? I go, it's plain, right? Um, and uh, she said, no, it's gone. She said, "It's uh, that's what she tells her clients. She has a UFO uh, night watch um tour that she does with night vision goggles here in Sedona and uh she said, uh, that's what I tell my clients is like it's not in them coming, it's not in them, you know, moving around in the sky. It's what you have to watch out for is the way they leave.
3: And uh, this was yeah.
2: pretty close to us. I mean this um this picture's obviously blown up, but if you held your your arm out and you put your thumb up, it was it was wider than your thumb.
1: Yeah, yeah, Go, uh, for, for those you know, those so, listening, could you could you explain maybe the color and shape maybe of it for just those that are listening uh, of oh, the, of sure. the crap?
2: Okay, so when we first when I first saw it, it it was like a silver glint, like you know, like you see light coming off of uh, some sort of metal. But there was this weird red—I'm uh, uh, going to say a tail or or a flare or something—that was emitting from one side of it, huh. and uh, uh, you know, and I kept on looking at it because it looked like just a fuselage. It was just you know, uh, kind of not really a cigar shape because it had kind of a bump to it but there were no wings and I kept on looking at it trying to f- see if it had wings and a tail and all I saw was this red flare that came off of one side and um and of course it's getting bigger not because it's coming toward us as we are moving toward it
3: oh
2: and uh so as we get closer and closer and Melinda kept on saying, "Oh no, it's that's an airplane. That's an airplane." I said, "It doesn't have any wings. It doesn't have a tail. That's not an airplane." Of all people that could be <laughs> able to spy, uh, you know, something that isn't that is unusual. And she goes, "Well, maybe it's a helicopter." So, uh, you know, and I said, no, it's not a helicopter either. It's not the shape of a helicopter. And uh, she goes, well, it's, it's you know, it's it's not moving very fast. I said, it's not moving at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: it's, it's stationary out there. And so she just slams on her brakes, and we're in the fast lane, of a two-lane highway i mean I a four-lane highway um it's it's a divided highway and uh she she just pops out of the car and i'm thinking oh my god i hope nobody slams in behind her yeah, yeah seriously and i i get out of the car too there isn't a car to be seen anywhere it oh. is abs and it's absolutely quiet it is you know it's weird. Yeah, and it says 1030
1: 10, 10 a.m. I mean, there
2: was no traffic. There was absolutely no traffic. But as soon as that UFO disappeared, and Melinda got back into the car, and you know, had we headed back down eighty nine eight towards Cottonwood, all these cars were everywhere. Like. <laughs> Weird. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. So, um, so yeah. So it was uh, basically uh, kind of a, sh- sh- a cigar shape, but with a hump to it, and it was silver gray, um, a kind of blend. Well, there was some kind of blue to blend in with the sky, I guess, But it had this weird red flare off of one side
1: you know i i wonder uh if it's possible i mean it let's just you know go into total uh theory mode here but do you think maybe given your background and melinda's background this could have been some sort of like message of some sort maybe you slipped into a little bit of uh, you know uh, no man's land and they were like hey we're just either either hey don't tell everybody about us or or hey we're with you D- you're doing the right thing
2: hey we were on our way to get on the airplane to go to UFO con 2020 in San Francisco yeah that was hard di- i kind of thought that they were saying, hey, don't forget the border, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, don't Tell forget your town. Here,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's something to talk about. Oh, man. Uh, so basically, yeah, that's that's it. I sent you another um, painting, too, of uh, a ship that was over Kim Carlsberg's house. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Kim Carlsberg, but uh, she had eight years of abduction experiences they were not good for her um, hmm. uh, she had a you know pretty hard time but she ended up uh, writing uh, three books and um, uh, she wrote the art of close encounters and she got stories from other people and and uh, uh, Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar, is her best friend. Mm. He was also an illustrator before he was Bashar. So he was the one that did all the illustrations in her books. And she she did quite a bit of channeling with me. Uh, We did something similar to uh, an Ouija board, Um, not really quite. The same But sort of uh, I can take a, a photo of it And send it to you <laughs> Because I made it myself Oh cool And uh, we were We were playing around With this board And it was spelling out All these different things And it turned out to be Her Hybrid son uh, Qual And what she also called Q Long before Q came out
1: yeah, you know then <laughs> Yeah, Q and O, um,
2: Q and O, she she used to call him Q and and or Qual. and uh, he. There was one time we were doing this session and uh, doing the channeling together, and it said, uh, you know, it spelled out, "Come outside right now, look up," and we went outside and right over her head. Was this kind of bell-shaped, kind of a copper-colored uh, uh, craft, and it had these bright lights that were uh, going like around in a circle of um, red and orange and blue and green, and they were they were kind of going around and. Uh, uh, kind of spinning on the bottom part of of the craft
0: Mm -hmm. interesting
2: and uh so as soon as i saw that i ran inside and grabbed my camera and of course by the time i came out she said the moment that you went inside it just disappeared Uh. it just went straight up
1: you yeah. know, sometimes I, I feel like they they can the ET can pick up on your intent on capturing it with a camera. I think they can I, I pick on they that. They
2: can read your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, anytime anybody's like, "Oh, let me pull up my phone," then they just pss, poof. You and know, they, and,
2: they, and they said, "Not today, sorry, Charlie." <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> it's almost like
1: you have to think to yourself. You know, like yeah, you, you so see it. So
2: I, I did the painting of that, and then, I'm um, tell, it's a great
1: painting, by the way.
2: There is uh, uh, the, the mana that um, I used to be really good friends with um, the MUFON director here in Sedona, and he since has passed away. But he told me that, you know, he called me up one day and he goes, you know, you've been seeing anything weird over right? And I said, oh, you know. Roger Daniel, I I see people, I see weird things all the time. So what exactly you're talking about? (laughs) And he said, well, there's people um, that have a ranch out toward Bradshaw Ranch, you know, in that general area. And um, this Vamana comes by about every night to the point that they sold their ranch and moved to phoenix they you know I was like wow. <laughs> i didn't know what it was and they weren't they weren't happy about it tired of it and uh and so i said well about what time do they come out and uh and, and it was at you know some ridiculous time in the morning like you know 10 minutes four in the morning and and So this guy uh, that I know who's a cinematographer, his name is Paul, uh, he decided that he was going to go and set up in an area that overlooked one of the, you know, the the area of the ranch with his cameras, and he was just going to... He was just going to sit up all night long uh, weeks on end for as long as it took but he decided that he was going to film this thamana, and which he did and I believe that that film uh, um, that clip is still on Kim Carl, Carlsberg's website uh, if it, it, her website is still up and it's just kimcarlsberg.com and um Carlsberg, like the beer,
1: with a C, now, C or a K? Uh, a, a C. Carls K
2: I M Carlsberg, like the beer. C A R L S B E R G. And um, she. Uh, uh, so. Um,
1: uh, we're getting a four oh four, but maybe, maybe it's somewhere.
2: Uh three Sorry. thirty in the morning hmm. I get this text Jocelyn you got to get out here right now <laughs> it's here it's been here I've been filming it for about 20 minutes
3: Wow Dang.
2: and so I popped up and um, got my car and I drove over there and I saw it just as it was leaving and uh The uh, camera quit. I mean, he he got about, I don't want to say, 10, 15 minutes, and then his camera quit working. So he had a picture of it, but it's like way off in the distance, but it's still there. You can still see it. Um, And uh, so I get out there, and it's uh, to this area called the Airy A. E-R-I-E
3: Okay
2: And uh, And I am looking towards Woo Ranch Which is um, Pretty weird Woo-woo Area anyway. Okay When you guys woo-woo. come out here I'll take you there Hell yeah uh, But uh, uh, I'm You know I pull in I turn my car off Turn the lights off And I see it Immediately Wow And I get out and uh you know it's pitch dark and you know you can hear coyotes singing and and the uh, the owls hooting and, and there was paul and his girlfriend and they're you know looking at at this event as well and uh i said well are you filming it and they said oh yeah you know i don't know what happened i ran out of battery i did i i don't know some My camera is not working, so but I did get some. I can't tell how much because right now because my camera isn't working. Yeah. But um, so it got pretty close, and um, that picture I painted that was about life size for me. This is the closest I've ever been to a, a craft that I can remember you know, with clarity. Yeah, without yeah. These, wow. Without being regressed or something like that. Right. And uh, it was a Vimana shape. It was a pyramid shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had these bright lights um, that were going around the bottom part of it. And it just, it just sat there for a while and then it, again, straight up just disappeared straight wow. up, and it was a huge, not pyramid shape, but dome shape. But yeah. you know that that type of uh, really tall uh, dome. And
1: yeah, it looks uh, in your in your painting. It's almost like a pyramid shape, but it's almost bloated at the at the seams. Yeah. It's it's kind of yeah, like um, on the
2: bottom, and uh, that the way that I showed it was the. You know, because it was tipped up away from me, so I saw a lot of the bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, but his all you can see are these lights, are you know the the lights going around and around. They really don't see uh, too much structure. Yeah, but that was that was pretty a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, going out there and and seeing that. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you want to go, come to Sedona and go out at four o'clock in the morning. Yes. <laughs> these are weird places. Oh, we're there. You might find things, and I think the other things that I showed you were some <clears throat> of the um, the ETs that I have. Are we out of time?
0: Oh no, no, you're good.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I sent you a couple of paintings I did of E.T.s. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're looking at one of them. There's this big blue-eyed guy, which I called the captain. Uh, He's, you know, it's sort of weird, as like you know something is going to happen. I because they give you. uh, for me, I get a taste in my mouth like uh, like if popcorn were electricity, it would taste like this.
1: Oh
0: so, wow, interesting! Popcorn,
1: yeah, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I can like almost picture but, that. That's a very visual, <laughs> visual.
2: Yeah, and, and whenever, and a lot of times, um, like. Uh, Uh, Right before I saw this big blue-eyed guy that I called the captain, uh, I was sitting outside uh, having a glass of wine at sunset, and I looked down on the table, and there was a praying mantis that had to be at least seven inches long.
3: Wow.
2: Just sitting on the table looking right at me. What? And... uh, so, That's
1: a big praying so mantis. These
2: are some of the clues. It's like these unusual things, and unusual size, unusual smells, unusual um, thing. And one of the things that I I took uh, that photo uh, of the orbs about three nights ago. That was earlier. Uh, I had. I saw those orbs or I felt them there and so I just took a photo and then of course I saw them in the photo several orbs and later that night there I saw um, obviously a craft it was you know probably 10,000 feet up but it was the way that it was zigzagging and across uh, the sky so that was another one of my clues Um I feel like I need to do a little more meditation and then find out what was going. But this uh, captain guy, he has been in my house at least three times Whoa. that I that I know of. Wow! And uh, right right before the pandemic hit, I I'd gone to UFOCon. I was home, and before they really locked in everything down, I got that. Taste of burnt popcorn, electric burnt popcorn in my mouth, and I knew that I was going to have some sort of contact. So, you know, great. They're always welcome. Um, my house looks right over the area of. Um, the rent, the the GPS coordinates for Sedona that were put in the Rendlesham case. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so we get a lot of activity here. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the What but, was the
2: uh, I, Yeah? But I I woke up one night and here was this guy leaning over me, looking just like this, and that's the reason why I painted it. like that is this As, is, uh, he was he was right he just walked right through the wall got right next to my bed and leaned over until I opened my eyes
1: is this the one with that uh, looks like there's a baton in his hand or is no
2: that's uh, that's another one I was, I'm going to talk to about monks, oh. but no this is the blue eyed okay. uh, okay. guy okay okay,
1: yeah we're looking at it right now yeah oh, okay yeah, so, yeah,
2: the big the big blue eyed guy now the guy that's got yeah. the uh i don't know what it was it some sort of device in his hand um he this was um a creature that was uh here again in my house this was around christmas time after mm. i had a bunch of uh, a bunch of company uh, you know my kids and relatives and brothers-in-laws sisters-in-law and all that and everything had kind of settled down and it was about the beginning of the year and uh my dog was going crazy uh uh she it was two o'clock in the morning oh and i was home alone (laughs) that was. <laughs> and she was going crazy. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I really thought that maybe uh, a wild animal, like a javelina or a deer was in the yard, yeah, and that you know she was have pitching a fit about that.
1: Or Santa Claus was just uh, late, you know
2: <laughs> but when i uh, but when I got up, I saw this guy. He's about five feet tall, but you know the same height as I am. And uh, he had this device, and that's all I remember. Yeah. That's all I remember. And, wow. But I got, you know, as soon as I, I remembered that had happened, I sat down and sketched it out. And so all right, whatever all right. happened there, I'm going to have to be regressed. Yeah, I, I really don't know.
1: So, Jocelyn, I have a a, a similar story from uh, a family friend that had a, an experience when she was a little girl, and she had a uh, three light beings show up in a hallway outside of her bedroom one night, and they pointed a wand type a wand type device at her forehead, and she felt impact on her forehead and just passed out and woke up the next morning on the floor, and she always remembers this wand kind of device thing. So it's interesting that it's showing up again in in this story. I haven't heard you talk about this specifically.
2: Yeah. The only thing that I remember was the very distinctly of seeing those six fingers. Huh. And he was moving them so quickly, uh, moving his one hand, like, back and forth so quickly. Oh, okay. You know, I I, I focused see the, I, on it and I'm trying to count. One, two, three, four,
1: five, six. <laughs> yeah, I see the motion in the in the painting. It seems like there's <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that's the only thing that I remember it. And the other the other um one that I uh this, this came from um, me to experience back in the seventies when I came across this being that could have been a reptilian, um, she was very beautiful. She was very tall. Uh, I like I said, I called her Andre or Andrea, and uh, she had big, beautiful eyes. and but she had this band. And whatever this band was uh, across her head had something to do with the way that I was being controlled, or maybe it was the way that she was talking or communicating with me. Um, uh, She was very colorful, very iridescent. Hmm. And uh, this painting I sent to you, it's not really finished, but I couldn't figure out how to really portray the iridescence that she had yeah like you know like how you look at a um, hummingbird and and their feathers are kind of iridescent
1: right yeah
2: that's that's what it reminded me i almost thought that she was covered with feathers i'm not really sure But I think that's all the 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 paintings and uh, photos that I sent to you this time. I love them, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: these are amazing. I love those paintings. They're so good.
2: Hey, what is uh, what's
0: Sedona like in March? Is is it pretty nice?
2: Um, March is absolutely dicey, I can say because. We actually have more white Easters than we have white Christmases. Really? So it can be, yeah, you know, we get, we're four seasons here, we get snow, uh, and uh, it's, it's like March can be nice and warm and beautiful, but it also can be a time when a snowstorm will come in, and dump six inches uh, so wow. it's uh, of course we've been in a drought so it hasn't happened the last couple of years uh-huh. but, um, I'm in the first year that I lived here and it got to be March 20th which is the spring equinox and I decided oh it's time to plant my garden because that's what it did <laughs> in california on the spring equinox, and i planted and i hired a guy worked up all this nice big area and i got it all planted it looked all really great i my plants were doing really well and then it snowed
3: wow <laughs>
0: oh, that's crazy no. yeah because i mean I've, I've been twice and both times it was in september absolutely gorgeous uh, and we were thinking about making another trip. My wife's birthday is is uh, in March, and so I was oh, just kind of yeah. inquiring. We went in February. No, right? it was yeah. it was September. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I haven't been to Sedona when it snows. Well, that sounds kind of cool. Get
2: by next March. Oh,
0: I know, uh, I know.
2: It's uh, you know, I I feel <clears throat> really bad because. I'm really missing all of our UFO conferences. I mean, there's been five now that I was going to go to yeah. that have been canceled. Man, so, what a bummer. And then, you know, the ones uh, like Contact in the Desert and uh, Human Origins. I was supposed to be the photographer there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's sad. And yeah. The is sad. I'm signed up to go to... Um, the MUFON um, symposium in July, I think it is. Yeah. In Las Vegas. So, fingers crossed. That would be
1: cool. Dang. Yeah. Well, you know what happens in Las Vegas when you get all the the crew together, you know? It gets pretty wild.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, years ago, we would go to Las Vegas um, for international ufo congress and it went from las vegas down to Laughlin and then now it's down in phoenix but um yeah we just, the first couple of years of international ufo congress i went and uh uh i uh, that's when i met sean david morton and he took me out to area 51
3: Cool. Very cool.
2: Yeah, I wanna say that was probably nineteen ninety nine. And then uh there was a time I can't what what year did the um uh the people from uh, uh gosh, what do they call it? Heaven's Gate.
0: Oh. Were, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the massive brand side thing. The brand. So they all Davidian, yeah.
2: themselves in March, and in February was the International UFO Congress. And I was supposed to go out with uh, Sean David Morton that year, and uh, he kind of, you know, just blew me off because of all of these Heaven Gate kids. Yeah. They were all over the conference all over and, and you know you could tell because they were all like in this uniform backpacks and the, the white tennis shoes and the khaki pants and their blue shirts and uh, they just had wads of money in their pockets man and, and uh, so I know that Sean kept on taking them out to Area 51 and coming back and and uh, I remember David Applewhite Uh, talking with bob dean at at the conference and they got into a heated discussion and they left they were in the back part of the conference you know they have the uh, stage and the chairs and then way in the back there were these tables and you know then the doors that go in and out and they were back there on the table um and they were talking and they were getting louder louder to the point where you know you could hardly hear whoever was talking was you know having a hard time talking over them (laughs) and uh uh, so they left, and they went into uh, one of those little conference rooms off to the side of of the main um, reception area where you check in. And uh, right next door to it, to this conference room, was the women's bathroom. I just happened to need to use the restroom, and when I came out, and I had heard them before when they were, at the back of the room um, uh, uh, I think that somebody asked them to leave might have been Bob Brown and uh, so they took up their conversation and Bob Dean who uh, was very mad I've never seen him so mad and he was talking to John Applewhite just berating him from one side of the room to the other and saying don't do this don't do this you know you're nuts don't do this and Hmm. uh of course three weeks later they were all dead
0: man that's crazy wow wow (laughs) you know
2: me being the weirdo (sighs) that i am (laughs) Uh, the Heavenscape people were all living in Dennis Weaver's house down uh, on the coast in Southern California, a very mm-hmm. exclusive area. And uh, they were going to have an estate sale. And it was, uh, you know. People that were in the UFO community kind of, I kind of knew what was going on, but um, otherwise it was just a plain state cell. So, well, of course I knew what was going on. I wanted to go see where they were living and why they were, why they did what they did. Yeah. So. Well, that that
1: whole thing had a whole connection with with extraterrestrials, right? Like the Heaven's Gate was.
2: Well, yeah, because they saw of the comment. And uh, what was the name of the comet? I don't even remember. Was it Haley's Comet? <laughs> was it? Uh, no. now, um, Kudite? Oh, I was
1: whale. Well. <laughs> um,
2: uh, but they saw the, the comet, and they said that that wasn't a comet. That was a, a craft.
1: Whoa. And
2: And that... Hale Bob. And, and Hale Bob. And oh, that... Um, oh. The way to get on that craft was there was only one way, and that is to be harvested. Oh. And, you know, that they would harvest your life force. So, as the oh, ship's man. flying
1: over, you have to kill yourself. So, you're. you're so you you're...
2: had to kill yourself. Oh, in order to get God. On the craft. Oh, no. And there was a particular time <sighs> that you had to do this. Like order, a window. You know, uh, yeah, in order for your Whoa. life force to be harvested beyond the craft. Wow. And. Now, I remember there were these guys, and when we saw them at the UFO Congress, they just had wads of cash, wads and wads and wads. Like I was standing next to this guy and he was pulling out his wad of cash to buy one of Stanton Friedman's books, and uh, I mean, it he probably had two thousand dollars rolled up and with a band around it.
0: Whoa, that's (laughs) not Man.
2: Yeah, and they were buying anything that had to do with UFOs. They were buying stupid socks. They were buying books. They were buying (laughs) videos. They were buying anything they could. And, you know, and Sean David Morton was more than happy to take their money.
3: So. Wow
2: so he blew me off and took them instead yeah Anyway,
0: (laughs) i guess that makes sense, right
2: anyway there "Um, there you have it
0: and for the money uh
2: so anyway i go to this uh uh at the time um in my life ebay had just come out and i had a uh, i was a stay-at-home mom so i had this little side business going where I would go to uh, garage sales and rummage sales and I would find things and then I would sell them on eBay. And so a lot of people that ran these estate sales knew, kind of knew me, because I was at all the estate sales in Orange County at that time. So I get to this estate sale, supposed to open at eight. I get there at six in the morning where I'm, dry- you can't see the house from the street it's this long windy road and uh, you know the sun had just come up and it's still pretty dark and I park in the driveway and there was a couple other people that arrived at the same time and one woman I sort of recognized from you know seeing her around and so I go in and I think they thought that I was part of the estate sale, you know, like one of the people yeah. pricing things. and So I go in and the first thing I see, I go in through the garage and into the kitchen and they're pulling out all of these boxes of um, really expensive uh, pots and pans and, you know, uh, uh, you know, really gourmet stuff. And these these pots and these pans and and they're still in the original boxes and I'm looking at it thinking, gosh, you know, do they really expect to kill themselves? It looks like they just <laughs> they just now bought all of this, this really great cookware. They could have been great chefs. And and then I saw they... They made their own vitamins. They had all of these empty pill boxes and these um, devices that would fill them up and grinders and just boxes and boxes of them. I mean, a huge amount of boxes of gelatin capsules so they could make their own vitamins and they could make their own things. There was more candy in that kitchen than there was anything else. Huh. Candy everywhere, boxes of candy, Mars bars, chocolate chip uh, cookies. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, and, and like gummy bears, and I mean, just all kinds of, of sweet treats. And I thought, God, that's weird. They're, you know, because they're making their own. Vitamins, but they're eating all All this candy. Crack.
1: Yeah, what is that about?
2: (laughs) So anyway, I go into the next room, and there's this woman there, the Mexican woman, and uh, she's vacuuming, and you can hear the vacuum is going. She's (laughs) vacuuming up uh, stuff, and I go, "What went on here?" She goes, "I don't know." These crazy people, they threw their computers at the wall, and I looked at the wall, and the wall is all dented. What? And I'm looking under my feet, and there are, like, pieces of, of, um, you know, motherboard, you know, you can see the the soldering, this green stuff, green plastic with the soldering, in little teeny, teeny pieces and i mean it's all over there's just crap all over and there's like holes in the wall from where they had thrown their computers
1: that's to crazy
2: destroy
1: them. and what what year what is was this what do, do you remember I was it 95
2: 98
1: maybe? yeah that's strange cuz like not a lot of people had computers for so for them to like destroy these things had to uh, have been like yeah. a huge and, statement
2: you know, and and um, and they, and then the other thing is in the same room, which was the formal dining room. They had boxes and boxes and boxes of uh, things like uh, foot massagers and head massagers and, and vibrators and stuff. And heaven gate sounds awesome. and, stuff. and, I said, and massagers? What all this? What's all this? <laughs> and uh, another woman came through and she goes, oh yeah, I asked about that yesterday too. Apparently... They sat here and watched their computers twenty four seven, and so it would cause fatigue in their neck and arms, legs. So they had these things to massage them, so they can keep working. Whoa! What were they working on, oh,
0: man? I know that makes you wonder, like, what was on yeah, those computers? Yeah.
2: Following Hell up. <laughs> And uh, so, and I walked through it. I saw the bedrooms where they had all passed away. But the creepiest thing was um, I asked to use the restroom. And by this time, it's almost 8 o'clock. It's almost time. You know, people are starting to line up outside. I've already got a pile of you know, stuff that I'm going <laughs> to buy. And, uh, but. I'm in the bathroom, and uh, I'm looking around, and I look inside the the medicine cabinet, and when I saw, you know, all of these um, pain pills and killers and uh, aspirin and Tylenol, and you know, it like it was packed full huh. of painkillers and Tylenol and all of baby aspirin everything and i think god that's so weird and i closed the the mirror uh this mirrored cabinet and in the mirror behind me i saw this um asian looking guy staring at me and i got so afraid. What? Like, I could feel his fear. And I turned around, and there was nobody there.
1: What?
2: Absolutely nobody there, but I could feel the fear from the bottom of my toes to the top of my head. Now, looking into this, I find out that these guys um, were drugged. They had a nice dinner. They had a uh, dessert, which you know, of course they did, because
0: you know, <laughs> candy,
2: all <this> candy around <laughs> them. But they had some sort of, I don't know, soft serve ice cream or something that was laced uh, with uh, something that made them fall asleep. Dang! And uh, then once they were asleep. And they were sleeping in, I mean, you know, immediately went down for the count because they're still in their clothes. They were tied up and they had a bag over their head. And the yeah. bag was tied on to. That's not suicide. That's murder. Yeah, yeah. You can't tie yourself up, put a bag over your head, Paper tie the bag, over your head? and be a suicide. That's murder.
3: Yeah, that's it, it's clearly oh my
2: gosh. murder. And when I started talking to, uh, you know, again, this is about five minutes to eight, I started talking to a neighbor happened to stop by and she said yes the morning that they uh you know after they were killed they saw these four white fans leave the area and uh uh they thought that you know, these guys were leaving they were uh, totally surprised um and they had government plates
3: whoa yeah
2: Oh my gosh! Uh, with government plates, and these guys were murdered. Whoa! Somebody put bags over their head, and uh, you know, and they they called it, uh, you know, <coughs> they called all these these things. So, I, it, you know, when they say the Heaven's Gate suicide, I, I have to tell you. you know,
1: there was no suicide there. It was a murder. Wow. They so, So the, the argument that you overheard, like, don't do this, don't do this, I wonder if it had anything to do with him trying to make a deal with the government or whatever entity, this shadow organization that says, hey, this this organization is getting too close to something. Don't sell them out. You know, don't uh, yeah. Don't sell them out. Don't let them go through with it. Or I don't know. You can well, take it in so many different I, ways. I saw
2: Bob Dean... At International UFO Congress in Phoenix, um this is when it was at fountain Hills so um, and uh, it was probably his last time that he was there, and um, he was getting pretty drunk uh, drinking his whiskey Sorry. and I asked him about it, and uh, he is and Bob Dean didn't want to talk about it, but he was very agitated to the point where uh, Carrie Cassidy came over and told me, asked me not to ask him
1: any more questions. Wow, Ooh, man. sensitive subject.
0: Yeah, Dang. yeah, definitely Short
2: spot.
1: Wow. And
0: so
2: whatever whatever happened, we'll just really never know. But uh, yeah, honestly, there was something pretty weird about the the whole thing the, yeah
1: the, that whole yeah I uh, wonder has there yeah, has there been any was... anybody else that have has come out to to bring light of any of the of, of these details I mean I've I haven't really looked into it too too much, but I did watch like a docu- a short documentary over the Heaven's Gate yeah. thing and and it didn't say anything about a conspiracy or, or or anything like that. So this is like brand new information, which like you know I, I wonder. Th- I mean, you can't be the only person to be some kind of you know connected to this or seeing the back sto- uh, the background of, of some of this stuff. <clears throat> like I'm, who who else knows?
0: Yeah, who else you know, knows like about this? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I think knows and i think john david morton knows sean david morton is still in in jail he's got cancer he's asking to be um released you know right after this whole the whole heaven's gate thing they came up and said that he was um scamming people and even though people people invested with him and they made money and then there was one investment that they made and they didn't make money and they arrested sean david morton and his wife and put him into jail and uh so he's still in jail to this day I have a sneaking suspicion that um, he knows things that, um, you know, the government just doesn't want to go out. And I think that Carrie Cassidy likely knows, and she's smart enough to keep her mouth shut.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you and, have to. Uh,
2: you know, and I don't know anything. All I can do is, uh, yeah, I saw this, I saw that, yeah. and conjecture, and, you know, but everything that I saw, uh, particularly the day of their estate sale, you know, uh, and the people that I talked to, with the neighbors saying that there were four vans that left, uh, you know, right, early yeah. in the
3: morning, the, where they were found, and they all had government plates. I'm like, "What
2: the fuck?" Yeah,
3: yeah. seriously. Excuse me.
0: Oh shit, no oh,
1: We cuss all the what time the on heck?
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely a what the fuck kind of a moment. Yeah. That's a that's a story you can use that because that's insane, yeah. man. Uh, I mean, it, it, but I mean, you look at you look at these types of things. Uh, these these little like. These are cults that pop up, you know, and 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 government involvement in them, and they usually don't end very well, you know. Uh- Maybe this was just kind of one of those like, "Hey, let's be hush hush about it so nobody knows it was us this time," you know? I mean, you look at Waco and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dude. I mean, anytime the government gets involved in stuff like this, right. and Ruby Ridge. I think i missed I mean, it's spoke just- earlier
1: is the Branch in the Waco? Yeah, okay, it's Waco. yeah,
0: yeah. I confused the two. I, yeah, man. Yeah, that's just that's insane.
1: But yeah, the, that, that's a good point because what is the, what do you think there? There's always a connection. Like, I guess just. I guess looking at these two, the Branch Davidian. I, I mean, I'm just fresh on my mind because of the Netflix special. But yeah, the the de or the FBI like it obviously made some bad choices. You know, whether those were yeah, just know, human error I, I'm or. Gonna
2: have to stop you there, Joe, because I remember. I you know remember I'm old, so I remember the Waco thing.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I
2: was very involved with a. Uh, with government at the time uh-huh. um i was at the uh, uh again i did a lot of writing back in the day and i worked for the los angeles times as a content writer i you know i never got a byline but i'd go out and i would get information about stuff and send it back and the thing about because uh, i watched the uh, Netflix special as well. Yeah. And they did not include the Hillary Clinton connection.
0: Oh, my gosh. Please tell me this. Yes. (laughs) Please tell me about this. Oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, yeah. Janet Reno was on the phone with Hillary Clinton every damn day Uh, of the the Waco thing.
0: No wonder they all died.
2: And uh, it was Hillary Clinton calling... The shots. Wow! And I, you know, I remember. I, re- <laughs> I read the articles. I interviewed a certain amount of people. If this was all on Janet Reno and Hillary Clinton and the way they handled it, nobody had to die they're
0: the ones that set fire absolutely light it up dude absolutely and i mean that it's really close to home to us because i mean from from like from our hometown you know that's maybe 45 minutes maybe an hour and ben's uh other town that he he lived in yeah you know that's like 20 minutes away yeah you know it's right it's right next to us we live right next to that area
2: Yeah, but you were just babies when it happened. Yeah,
0: we were babies when it happened, but...
2: Yeah, and and I was, you know, in the middle of my uh, uh, being, uh, let's see... I went to Berkeley, I studied political science, I was getting my master's degree. I, you know, got a job working with the mayor's department. I was a legislative writer. I did an internship under Governor Brown in the state capital of California. You know, I, I was all over it. And, uh you know, I think about the things that happened back then and the, and the way that it's affecting our country today. And there is just so much that is not mentioned mm. or retold. So I want you to know, just know for your own satisfaction, that that Netflix show about Waco is a fairy tale. And so is Narcos. A fairy tale. That makes sense. Yeah, it did not happen like that.
0: Yeah, that makes Absolutely sense.
2: Absolutely, did not happen. And if they want to, you know, yeah, there was a lot of truth, but there's, but they're lying because they're not telling the entire truth.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, it, they're doing everything they can to cover their own asses because nobody, you know, that was there survived. I mean, there's a few survivors, right? right. Don't get me wrong, but. <clears throat> For the most part, nobody can really tell the correct story.
2: Oh, no. No. And I remember <clears throat> the day that they lit it up and I thought, are these people insane?
0: Yes. The answer they are is yes.
2: Murdering these people. And uh, you Jeez. know, they didn't even go into the background of the ba- branch Davians and their political connections on that either. And I understand that cuz it's, you know, you can sit there and, and tell a story a hundred different ways, from a hundred different viewpoints. But, in you know, the bottom line is that was a Clinton Cabal pop Or maybe it wasn't a pop Maybe that's what she's all about. It's always been all about. One of those fallen angels. Ooh. I believe that.
0: And I believe that for sure. She's such an evil person.
1: God, it seems like I'm just. Uh, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised that she was a part of it. You know, yeah. that doesn't surprise Seriously. me.
0: Yeah, like it's mind blowing because I've never heard it. I've never. But I'm yeah. not That's surprised at all.
1: Very new to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my but goodness. It,
2: you should just go. You know, sometimes if if you can afford a couple of dollars a month to go on the L.A. Times and you know join, so that you can go back into their uh, archives, archives, and and just follow the story yeah there was a you know it it was a huge story um they had fifteen writers on it um you know they followed it and that was back in the day when you couldn't really bribe uh, journalists everybody wanted to be right uh, in- you know with Bernstein. you yeah. know <laughs> so they wanted they wanted they wanted to be well known and have a movie after them for exposing some dirty deed from a, a politician the same way as Woodward and Bernstein and all the president's men,
1: yeah good it's a little different story, I guess nowadays, so yeah,
2: and yeah, now it's uh, you know the opposite side said, well, we're never going to have all the president's men ever ever again, we're just going to. We're going to nip it in the bud. We're going to buy them out before you know they get that far.
1: Or, or it's the Trump administration not allowing certain like news outlets to be.
2: I don't think it's anything there. to do with the Trump. Uh, I don't. I, this is nonpartisan. partisan Yeah, I'm just is, throwing things uh, out there about what the Illuminati and uh these people that are the fallen angels that you know are really really evil people they're they're real you know you get jim marr's book about the illuminati oh yeah 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 and read that then that explains everything that's going on and uh you know Patty Greer might have been right about the um, the deep ops and the uh, weapons that they were using against the people that were in the UFO community. They're all gathered at one place, and you yeah. could just get them all. Yeah, you could just get them all, and you know, Patty had severe health issues uh jim mars died stanton friedman passed away uh uh, rosemary ellen guiley passed away yeah you know these were all people that when we saw them at the um contact in the desert they were all very healthy they're all you know Uh. just uh, totally totally on and uh you know, they I know they tried to get to Michael Challenger about you know Ubuntu. They basically told him to shut up,
1: yeah. Hmm.
2: And they couldn't do anything because he lives in South Africa.
1: <laughs> so, I was like, take that, you know,
2: <laughs> uh, uh, there, <clears throat> there's a lot of um layers you know be careful like I said you're staring into the abyss you're staring into the bucket and it's staring back
1: yeah yeah and I love what you said the about the
2: deeper you go into it the crazier it gets <laughs> and that's you know a fact. Uh, that's a fact they, uh, anybody that's talking these days are they're either getting discredited or they're getting shamed uh, I mean, look at Tom DeLong with uh, TTSA. They're now calling it an entertainment company. So, did TTSA really enlighten the world about UFOs and and the Pentagon coming out and saying, "Yes, these tic tacs are real"? Is that is that really real? Because it's coming from an entertainment company,
1: All right? Yep. Yeah, well, the double-edged sword there is, again, like, are we... Is, maybe that's just a front, because, you know, as long as you say it's entertainment or science fiction, you can pretty much say... It's plausible den- deniability. Thank you. Yep.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, the same thing when people come here and to Sedona, and they go out with Melinda, or they have a psychic reading with somebody... And they basically just say, this is for entertainment only. Yeah. That way y- you can't go back to them and say, well, in that second reading, you told me I was going to win a million dollars and I spent, you know, I maxed out my credit cards and that's all your fault.
3: Oh, yeah, you. yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, you said that, that I would be healed and I'm not healed, so I'm suing you. Hmm. <laughs>
0: And you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's, it's you know, that's kind of hit or miss, you know, it, uh, when it comes to that stuff. I, I I wouldn't. I mean, why would you max out your credit card? You yeah, know, that just sounds just like a bad idea in general. You know. <laughs> But, oh, well, my Well, you know,
2: the, uh, as far as maxing out the credit cards, you're supposed to do that right now. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Be.
1: Before we move on to a different monetary you system.
2: Because how can, how can you sit in your house and not work and survive if you're not using your credit card to order out food or yeah. to oh, yeah. groceries or buy diapers or, you know, whatever it is? Yeah. And, yeah. And... Uh, they're going to try to... you know again, when you go to these ETs and they do these creepy experiments, if you have the nerve to ask them questions, they will answer. And back in the day, I did not know what they were talking about, but now I do.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And
2: they're going to try to keep um the economy shut down until February. Wow. And they're going to try to keep you in your house until after Christmas. I'm not sure what this is about, but 5 years ago the queen said on BBC live tv which is all now scrub now but i remember because you know i'm old and it was only five years ago she said enjoy your last christmas (laughs) i believe that this was the telling the people five years ago and you know and, and people you know first they were really alarmed but you know one year and nothing happened and then uh, nothing happened nothing happened nothing happened but you know what it takes a long time to plan world war three and the apocalypse and just recently the queen showed up to address her people in the uk and uh, canada she wasn't wearing her crown.
1: Right, yeah. And they
2: took the crest off of the front gate. I was
1: just about to ask you about this. Joe was telling me about that, yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, this is more, it's it's connected to the ETs in a way, again, through the Giants and the Nephilim and the ancient uh societies and uh you know them believing that they are blood relationship with the family of jesus christ
3: yes Yes. there
2: are people there are people on this planet there are that have uh dna from from christ because we all know that he didn't die uh you ever heard of Glenn uh, of uh, I think his name is Glenn Campbell
0: yeah I know Uh, Glenn Campbell yeah uh, and
2: and he does the um, uh, Campbell uh, agnostic training and he died probably 15 years ago um oh I'm Maybe it's Kimball, not Campbell. Kimball.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kimball. Kimble.
2: Yeah, K-I-N-B-A-L. And I met, of course, being a photographer and all of that, I met him being the photographer of International UFO Congress about 15 years ago. And uh, he, was, he, he had a, a, a problem with his kidney, but he... Had all this esoteric learning and uh, that he had gotten from a secret society, and he so he had Kimball College. You should look that up on Google, Kimball College. Huh. If they have any of the information about Kimball College, this is where um, uh, even David Ike got a lot of his information from. Huh. Uh, Okay. Talk about the old bloodlines and stuff yeah so uh, so anyway yeah i met him i had lunch with him he's a big man and shortly after he, he said I, I don't do conferences i'm not not speaking anymore i'm not doing that anymore it's it's not safe for me but bob brown talked him into coming to the international ufo congress like I said it's got to be 15 years ago. Yeah. And uh he passed away less than a year later.
0: Wow, that's insane. Mm-hmm.
2: So, ha-
0: have you heard anything about there possibly being uh a new king of England, which is this I
2: have, Yeah, Joseph Gregory I have a Hallett. Friend, a friend. Yeah, uh, my friend Mike Barra, B A R A. Mike Barra. Uh-huh and jim fetzer f-e-t-z-e-r he's been on
0: the show yeah
2: oh isn't
0: he fabulous oh he is man (laughs) super interesting
2: one of my favorite friends and it's hard to get him to speak because he's got that speech impediment where he stutters Uh and it bothers him a little bit but i didn't notice it (laughs) he's been an educator for so many years yeah once If you tell him that you're really interested in it, he throws out his speech impediment and he just goes for it.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: But he is, like, a fabulous guy. Um, But Mike Barra and Melinda Leslie were really good friends for many, many years. And Melinda and I have been friends for, like, 30 years. And Melinda uh, uh, introduced me to Mike Barra uh maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine. She also introduced me to um uh Dr. Farrell. i uh, you know him? Um
0: I don't think I know him, no.
2: Uh Farrell. So, uh gosh, he does he does a lot of uh, uh talks with uh Catherine Austin Fitz. Anyway. I'm dark journalist. Um uh anyway, uh they when I was talking to Mike and Jim, they said, oh, yeah, you've got to look up our uh, our uh, podcast that we did about the King of England. And Jim Fetzer's all over it. Yeah. He is just all over it. And he know- Jim Fetzer is friends with the guy who should be king. Yeah, or, or has all of the credentials and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph, and they've been friends for like twenty five years. So go on. Um, it's Joseph their, Gregory Hallett,
0: right? Yeah. He's supposedly supposed to be the new uh, that's him. King, King, yeah. John. King, King John, King John, John. The, yes, the third.
2: That's that's Jim Fester's friend, and he interviewed him on his show. And you can see it on YouTube, and it's it's fairly new. It seems like I've seen it, like, maybe yeah. a month ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, it's really new. It really is, yeah. yeah.
2: And, uh, and and that's weird. And also weird is, what do you think is JFK alive?
0: I've it's heard that, JFK too, yes.
2: JFK Jr. Uh-huh. He has been spotted, and he's got this different name that they use, but um, they, you know, Some... you know how they do the photo. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Facial yeah. recognition. Think,
2: everybody thinks that this guy that's been showing up is actually JFK Jr. Yeah. His wife.
0: Yeah, because they were yeah. somebody had put supposedly asked him, are you JFK Junior? and he said no. Because if JFK did pass away, then that makes him the senior now. So when people ask him if he's the junior, he says no. Oh.
3: Oh, tricky question. Huh.
0: Yeah. Junior,
1: junior Junior. Junior Junior. Junior Junior Junior. Yeah.
0: No, I know. I've been I've been following this uh this story on the new King of England, and it's been blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to see what's going to happen with it. I yeah. mean, it, it would be interesting, that's for sure.
2: Yes, yes. And what do you think? Do you think it's the new King of England, or...? I,
0: I you know I think I, I think it's possible. I mean they they even make connections to you know the Pope not being in the Vatican. But there was a video released recently of the Pope during Easter where he disappears out of frame in a video, yeah. almost like a hologram. Uh-huh. Like they used a hologram of the Pope to you know to address the people, and he ended up like when you watch the video before he goes out of frame, he disappears. Out of the wow. out of the video, so they, a lot of people are thinking that maybe the Pope and some of his constituents are held up somewhere else. They've been arrested.
1: It's a hologram.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, uh, that's it's a really interesting uh, connection that they've made. You know, um, but,
2: well, I find it I find it very interesting the connection between this switchover of the world power, which of course the Queen is right. Um uh, I mean we like to pretend like we're the world power but we're not. We take all of our yep. our uh, direction from the queen. Right?
0: Yep. Yep.
2: And uh this with this uh COVID-19 lockdown Mhm. Um, par- you know what the ETs told me way back in the day and this has got to be Forty five years ago now, um, that there will come a time when the Queen falls down and it's Humpty Dumpty that sits. On the
0: throne. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> mm, I
1: just got chills. Yeah,
0: yeah. Even like the connection between like the coronavirus, corona being Latin for crown. And it just so right. happened to start around the same time it's almost like the pandemic was like thrown out there so
1: thrown the, out there so
0: that way the world powers could figure out what the hell they're gonna do with this switch of power you know between people i mean it's it's there's so many connections you know uh yeah most would call it conspiracy theory but I think if you're not at least looking at it, then you're not doing anybody any favors, you know, you know, yeah, so. I
2: call it conspiracy fact because yeah,
3: yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: I said five years ago that this was going to be the summer of hell. And it wasn't in from anything else than from just reading the headlines and connecting the dots, but already having a leg up of what to look for and you know i don't i don't know why i was given that information i i have no idea other than the fact that maybe um i've got some good karma built up so i was able to draw my family together at this particular time yeah in this particular
1: yeah place who knows the the small amounts oh, but, of
2: yeah, yeah, but um you, you're right if you're if you're not paying, if you're not afraid, you're not paying attention, and if you don't think there's not a there's not a conspiracy, you're not paying attention
0: absolutely, and
2: if you think you're not being lied to on a daily basis, you're not paying attention.
0: I tell somebody that every single day. <laughs> They're lying to you. If you don't think they're lying to you, I got a bridge I could sell
1: you. <laughs> nice.
2: Really? Yeah. Really. Every day. I've, I've, got, I've got some really good bridges over here. In
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. It's... And, you know, the thing about it is when the um, pandemic started, uh, who came out and said, okay. Tourism is going to be down forty percent for the year. Right. you are just not going to have anybody. And uh, that was like it, that, that was Italy, Italy, five, Italy right? From, <laughs> from Italy day Christ. one of the pandemic, Sedona never shut down. Oh, hotels, our hotels hotel stayed open, Airbnb stayed open. We've had business as usual. With the, uh, with the uh, minor inconvenience of maybe having to wear a mask or, you know, something like that. Or maybe somebody doesn't stay away for a day. Yeah. But we've had a steady stream of people coming here from California, from Colorado, from Nevada, and, uh, you know... Uh, why not go to someplace really beautiful
1: yeah well there's and, there's also not a lot of lo- lot of locals there right so it's kind uh, yeah,
2: of i mean it was just two weeks ago that they shut down music and okay. they you know all of a sudden you couldn't have dancing and it, it's been okay up until two weeks ago that's really strange and, that you it's you know it's like if you wanted to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you didn't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Nobody's gonna, uh, you know, say anything to you Yeah. until, you know, yesterday. Yeah, I, th- I feel like
1: <laughs> two weeks and ago. Then, was- now
2: the governor says, um, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm thinking about mandating masks for everybody. If you're out, you've got to wear a mask. And, and it's like, oh good thing you're doing that now yeah, after seriously. the economy's been tanked and uh-huh. after we you know had all this, this uh corona bullshit since uh january right really right so you're going to wait 6 months and then demand that we wear masks what the fuck is wrong yeah, with Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Good job.
2: <laughs>
0: Seriously. <laughs> so, oh my god. I'm
2: sorry for dropping those F-words, but it really pisses me off that people are so gullible. Oh, me too. And uh, and, uh, and of course they're frightened. Who isn't frightened? Who isn't? Yeah. Who isn't who isn't worried about what their children's lives are going to be? um we have a whole bunch of parents here that they just decided to close the school and because there's no covid cases in Sedona they're closing a hospital and a and an emergency in the middle of the covid when they say that we're having the most covid cases in the United States we're right, number 2 or something yeah. all these new, and they're closing the Uh emergency center and the hospital here because they're bored and they have nothing to do Uh and they're closed The school because they have no students
0: yeah it's 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 terrible and people who actually like need to go uh to the doctor and need to have like you know these elective surgeries which are very serious surgeries they can't get them done because you know they've got everything reserved for covid and since covid didn't happen the way it was supposed to then they just closed them down everybody lost Uh, their jobs don't
2: go to the hospital right now oh no 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 no. just don't just don't you'll get
0: You'll you, I mean, They'll you give know, it to you. They'll probably give they'll, you the COVID.
2: They'll, just, they'll <laughs> just send somebody in that's got COVID, and especially if you are under, was it, under 5 or over 65. My God. They, they will purposely give you COVID. And, uh, you know, just look at all of those um, nursing home deaths in New York. Yeah, yeah. They took all of those really, really sick people and they put them in with these old people that have been, their immune systems are compromised by all of the flu shots they just had. Yeah. You have a flu shot, you have a 30% chance higher than anybody else of getting COVID.
0: Yeah, I never, I have never taken the flu shot. I haven't taken it since high school, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm,
2: well, I haven't been to people, haven't. But are I, I people haven't had the flu. You know, you either Ever. take the shot or you lose your job. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's what's weird is when it when it becomes a part of a legal mandate for the state is that's where it becomes hickey uh, hinky for me. Like back to the Bill Gates uh, comment, Jocelyn, that you made about oh, if you don't get this COVID vaccination, I don't know when it starts to enter like health. It's almost like this mixing of religion and politics, right? It's almost like that. It's very two very important things like the economy and health. I don't know. It's like we've never. <laughs>
2: And I want you to ask to ask people when you hear that, what does religion and politics have to do with the medical society? This is this is not uh, this is not about religion. This is not about politics. This is about medicine.
1: But 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 and, it's all but it's it's bringing in
2: and they're making the decisions.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It involves both. With, which it shouldn't. I don't think.
2: <laughs> well, they've
0: highly politicized the entire thing to the point to where it's absolutely ridiculous. Had they not, had it not gone to this immediate politicization yeah. of 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 a disease, maybe people would have reacted differently. But they yeah. they didn't.
1: They almost made it into like a smear campaign. Yeah, absolutely. For Trump. And in some I mean, way. you know,
0: Americans uh, well, aren't very you know, good at being told what to do.
2: Before have we quarantined healthy people?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know.
2: And if you know, we went through SARS. We went through the bird flu. We went through H one N one. We went through all of these pandemics within your lifetime as well. Mm-hmm. And they never shut down the country. They never shut down the world. I mean people forget that this is global. Yeah. There are people all over the world sitting at home.
0: And those other things that you mentioned were podcasts. worse.
2: They have nothing else
0: to do. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and and also all these people being quarantined, you know, this whole time, they're just, you know, destroying their immune systems.
2: You know? Right.
0: It's, it's yeah, it's...
2: Exactly. Um... So when you have a vaccine, it it is injected into you. And so this is like a cut or a wound that your body responds to this virus as if it were a cut or a wound when it's injected with a needle. But if you inhale it through your mouth and your nose, there are like little, little teeny glands and all of this good bacteria that fight the bad, bad bacteria. And the only way to build up immunity is to breathe the virus in through your mouth or nose. And what are they trying to do?
0: Cover your mouth and nose
2: Whoa. with a mask. With a mask. Yep. And so this is an antithesis of what your human body, your natural immune system. And another thing is your natural immune system needs you to get outside and take a walk in the sunshine. Yep. Get out of your house and get into the bright sunshine and support your body and exercise so that you can work those toxins out of your body. Yep. How many people do you know of that will actually get out of their house and exercise their body during this lockdown
0: not a lot but i can tell you one thing i i i'm a i work in the landscaping business and i don't wear a mask and uh you know occasionally if i'm if i'm around you know you know uh you know Older people or whatever, and you know they're wearing masks. I do it to respect, you know their their You're opinions, do basically. You're
2: them feel better. E- exactly. See, that's, the only, that's the only reason to wear a mask. It's to ex- say exactly. I see you, I understand, and it's uh, it, you are a compromised person. I love you. I'm going to wear the mask.
0: Ex- exactly. That's totally bullshit. And it's Stop and it's, doing that. It's, well, it's it's very rare that I do, but you know. Like I can tell you, like I mean, all these people in construction and doing stuff that I do, like in the landscaping industry. I mean, we're all perfectly fine. We're healthy. Like
2: I don't yeah, think cause you're out <laughs> exactly. You know, have fresh air without a mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Just playing exactly. Dev- devil's and... advocate here. They're they're uh, just devil's advocate. Just getting all the facts out there. Uh, I have friends that are also in construction, and they have a lot of contractors that like a good percentage of them are coming down with covid like are they white they, they are not white okay. no okay. they're of mexican descent <laughs> i believe
2: and and are they um being offered hydrochloroquine
1: i don't or know it that intimately no
2: hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine i don't know you know do you know what it is? Uh, I don't
1: uh, think so. No, so
2: this is yeah, it's, drug. Like a, the it's like a um, malaria drug. Fifty-two cents a, a serving, and uh, it's been proven ninety-eight percent effective hmm. with people that are about to even be put on a ventilator, and the people, the amount of people that have taken this drug and uh, completely. Uh, you know, are completely healthy is at ninety eight percent, and if you take it before you get uh, COVID, you can wipe it. You know, just forget about it. Hmm, right. Um. It'll keep you. It's it's like a vaccine. It, you know if you, you can take it so you don't get the COVID
1: preventative. Okay. And
2: uh, and so it's been completely the FDA first came out and they said, Oh no, you can't this is like this is really horrible, all these side effects and blah blah blah. And when I read that I thought this is this is bullshit. I have a friend that's got lupus and she's been taking this drug for thirty five years. So you know, and it's keeping her healthy. Yeah. Um and and so we know we have a cure. And the FDA, which is a corporation listed on Dun and Bradstreet, uh, is stopping uh, anybody from uh, you know they're they're putting out this fake news. And after they put out this fake news that uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, was really horrible and you got know, all these really bad side effects, then all these scientists, uh, doctors, and scientists, thousands of them wrote in and said this article is full shit you know so so, you know we know that we're being fed a narrative and we know that they want us to die i mean go ahead and smoke because nobody has died of lung cancer since covid19 has come out (laughs) yeah
3: yeah
2: it's it's ridiculous. There's a guy that was attacked by a shark, and they said, "Oh, it's because of COVID <laughs> yeah, that nobody's yeah. in the water." Mm-hmm. So this is a COVID. I'm blaming death. up. Oh
0: yep, yep. People who like and die of
2: counted as a COVID. You know. Uh, he died of COVID. No, yeah, he died of a fucking shark bite.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: you, you know, know even, even people
0: on. even people and with like I, heart I, attacks and stuff like that. You know, like uh, they, they will they will have like a heart problem and then they'll be admitted to a hospital and in the hospital they'll end up contracting COVID but they'll die of a heart attack and they'll mark it down as a COVID death. COVID, even though right. it wasn't. It was the heart attack and it was the fact that they went to the hospital in the first place where they got the covid and so and, yes uh, the
2: thing is if you look at where they take the sample to test you for covid which is causing all the positives it's back there in the back of your throat where you carry a lot of viruses your yeah. your body kind of keeps a a library of viruses that you've been up against mm-hmm. and that's where they keep it but you know where else what they else are doing there they're putting in those little, tiny, teeny, nano-sized microchips, and they're telling you, okay, now you've got to corn yourself for two yes. weeks as you might have it until we find out if you have it or don't have it. So because you got tested... Uh, you might have it, so no, you, you stay have quarantine. <laughs> and during the, that time, they're going to start uh, loading your information up on the tracking <clears> app. <throat> and that tracking app, I mean, that is the devil in coordinate right there. Yes. So let's say that you have the tracking app and you go to um, go get some fried chicken. at... I
1: love um, fried chicken.
2: Love, yeah. Mm. Okay. So we're going to go to KFC, we're going to get some fried chicken, and it shows up on your app, it shows what time that you've been there. Now, on somebody else's app who just tested positive for COVID, they go to the KFC an hour before you, and they pick up their chicken, and so now they know that you've been exposed to COVID. Uh So now they call you up and say, You have to go in for a two-week quarantine. And you have to quarantine on your own until, uh, you know, and if you can't quarantine on your own, then we will come in and take your children, and we will put your children into a safe place away from you. So if you don't have two bathrooms in your house, you might... Consider not taking the COVID test.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. No.
2: Hmm. I I mean, wild horses couldn't drag me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Yeah. No. It's 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 kind is of ridiculous. To be
2: Two weeks, and then you get out of a quarantine for two weeks. You go to the grocery store on the tracking app. And then uh, an hour before you get there, the clerk that you use just tested for COVID. So now you're quarantined for another two weeks.
1: <laughs> Jeez,
0: it's just, they're just this taking over your life for
2: freaking ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's frickin it's ridiculous. Ever.
2: and the only way that you can get uh, off of that cycle is to accept the COVID vaccine.
1: It seems too easy.
2: Vaccinated, then it doesn't matter who you come up against. I, you know, the ETs told me that there's going to be a time that I'm not going to be able to move out of my city. And I said, my city is small. At the time, I lived in a very small town. And it says, needs not, be of any particular size but borders are borders
3: oh wow
2: and now I heard today that um, Arizona is considering because we've had so many new COVID cases that are positive they're considering closing the borders you won't be able to get in or out of Arizona
1: Mm. holy cow yeah, I think this thing is far from over, to oh, to, to no, say the this, least.
2: This is this was that was just Act One.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's. Uh, yeah,
2: it, I mean, you know, uh, and then the uh, the riots, and yeah. you know that that whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it, you have two black martyrs killed by police that were both thugs. Yeah. And. Uh, George Floyd, uh, let's see, Uh, George Floyd knew the guy that killed him because they worked for 17 years at uh, a bar together as bouncers, and uh, which was also, this bar was also busted for money laundering and child trafficking and prostitution and it mysteriously burnt down to the ground uh you know right after floyd was arrested (laughs) and floyd was arrested he was bald uh you know when they had him on the on the ground he had no hair he was absolutely bald shaved head but when he was put into the ambulance he had hair and if you look at that video, the one thing that's missing is the fact that nobody is wearing a mask. Now, there's one guy wearing a mask, yeah. and it looks like it's been photoshopped on, especially at the point where he's like putting a pin in his mouth through the through the mouth through the mask.
3: Yeah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> oh,, yeah, yeah we're, we're so, looking at pictures so right it now.
2: was it was filmed before Covid because nobody's wearing a mask. These people are coming out of a grocery store that works there that are accusing him of passing a twenty dollars bill and And then it comes out later that the other the that Asian guy is a, a police a police guy that was there the Floyd uh, snuff video. His sister is married to Chauvin. So that's his brother-in-law that is standing next to him. And then when you look at when they're putting the body of Floyd, they didn't even check his pulse
1: no it uh, was
2: it wasn't even the emt the, uh, well,
0: well he wasn't uh, uh, and, he, yeah he and
1: wasn't pronounced EMT. dead he wasn't pronounced dead on the scene it was they pronounced him dead after they got him to the hospital so they that's why throw they were
2: him like i've broken like a side of beef they don't do any kind of I, my nephew is an emt he told me is the law. You have it doesn't matter if they're dead or not as soon as you get there you have to perform CPR. Right.
3: Yeah, right.
2: A federal law. Right. These guys didn't do shit. They no. just pick him up and when you put him on the gurney, you look at him, he doesn't have any legs. And what? then they cut across- then they cut away and they cut back and not only does he have legs, but he's got hair. And nobody's still wearing a mask, and they throw him in there like a piece of meat, and they speed away. And then we find out later that Chauvin and Floyd don't like each other; they haven't they haven't gotten along. And uh, what probably happened was the guy, uh, you know, mirrors in on it. All these police are in on it, and they called up um, Chauvin. They said, hey, yeah, your buddy here, he's trying to pass one of the fake $20 bills.
3: And they
2: came there, and they decided they're going to, like, you're out of here. Or they're all in on it, and they said, we're going to pay you off. We're going to give you new identity. You're dead. And now you're a martyr. And, you know, all these people... I mean, the guy got out of jail recently after he held a gun to a black pregnant lady's belly yep. and told her, you know, give me drugs or money or you and your baby are dead.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, and
2: then they gang raped her. Her and all of the people that he was, you know, she gave him money and then he and his four buddies that were helping him with this burglary mm. gang raped her. Yeah. Now this is the I, guy that everybody is—he's the martyr. I, I hope
1: I hope that this doesn't take away from—I mean, this conspiracy thing, like this, these facts and stuff. Like we need to know about. We need to know what actually happen right like that's super important but i I just want to for the listeners to know that this doesn't take away from the movement i'm i'm kind of i don't know i it's 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 something that i have nothing to say about because i have no experience uh, of of being a black person and in the confrontation of police i do know that it's a very big thing when when you're a black Uh, person of color um, dealing with police, it often (laughs) becomes becomes violent, you know?
2: I'm going to stop you right there, because number one, my sister married a black guy. I've got twin black nieces, so I'm you know, I feel like I'm exempt from being a racist. I raise, you know, help raise these girls. I want to tell you something. Whenever a policeman comes into your uh, you know, pulls up behind you and turns on their lights, and you see it in your rearview mirror. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, green, purple. There is fear oh, that yeah. runs through your body. I agree. Even though you know you've done nothing wrong.
1: Right. I totally agree with that.
2: And so it's not about Black Lives Matter. Yes, Black lives do matter all lives matter all of them
0: well i think some people kind of suck so
2: i don't know one of them (laughs) exactly what happened is that we militarized the police yep we sent the police to israel to be trained and that um nick on the the i mean the knee on the neck that's a common tactic by, used by the Israel police. They taught it to us, which they learned from the Nazis. Mm
3: hmm.
0: Yep. I, I was aware of that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh,
2: you I, know, it's. Uh, that, uh, we have to demilitarize the police. 100%.
0: You know, I believe to that on, for sure. get them out of
2: a black uniform. Let's put them back into khakis. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and maybe maybe I'm thinking maybe a stretch jumpsuit of some sort, so they're really comfortable. And you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I they, guess I guess the I point. Mean, I'm I'm the, absolutely serious. The the problem is, is that you're taking people that uh, have nothing in their life, and so they join the military. And then they go into the military and they learn military police policies. Then they get out of the military and they go into government as either, um, you know, uh, a policeman, a a sheriff, uh, or even, you know, some sort of spy or uh, security, uh, something some uh, They protect the president. I mean, there is a spot for all of this, but the problem was that back in the years of Obama, they decided that they were going to take all of this old military stuff and instead of selling it at, you know, um, one of those outlet stores for military garb.
0: Yeah, the depots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know remember, remember, yeah. There's one. There's one in, the in Austin that stores. And, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you go in and and buy all of this old military stuff. they decided, no, we're not going to throw away this stuff. This stuff is too good. We're not gonna. We're not gonna sell the public these these steel American steel reinforced cars. We can get more money recycling it. And we, can, we can get more money taking these, these old uh, uh, ammunitions from uh, the Gulf War and giving them to the Chicago police.
3: Yep. Yep.
2: Now, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, doesn't it?
0: That's right. That is right. Yeah, I I am completely against the militarization of the of the police. Uh, That's the reason we have a military in the first place.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's you know it's just a matter of time that people are just going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. I I mean. Believe me, I've marched in civil rights marches. I've marched in Vietnam protests. Right. I have. I've been there. I've worked in the state capitals. I see what was going on, and I do know that everything, if it's happening, it's planned. Yeah, I know
0: absolutely.
2: And I think everybody else is waking up to that fact too, because. They're sitting at home. They've got nothing else to do but stare at their navel and contemplate why they're here and they ask, start asking questions. So, you know, this whole thing, I hope, backfires 100%. Oh, me and
0: too. you're right.
2: I'm behind the movement per se, Right. but the movement gives you no excuse at all to take somebody else's property away from them by burning it, by, you know, by occupying it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, it gives you no reason to break the law. Yeah, the absolutely. The law says you can, you can peacefully protest, you can peacefully occupy government areas, parks, and city halls and all of that right but you can't go into somebody's business and throw a molotov cocktail into it through right their window i'm
0: right Except there with so you
2: it, you can't go into a shoe store and take all the shoes just do it
0: yeah it's like all your anger is directed at the wrong people but when you're funded by the clintons and soros i mean what do you expect you know that's oh their goodness. job
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad that you gave me a platform tonight so I can get that off my chest. Oh, no worries. (laughs) No worries. And what the ET said was, we want you to believe in us, but not too much. Whoa. Take care of your own business. Yeah, yeah, that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. Well, I, I would like to kind of round this back uh, into the ETS. I, ha- I had a question for you. I, uh, I I recently I wanted to get your thoughts on this and, and see what you think. I, I was recently out uh, with a you know a buddy and his wife and and my wife. We had we had went out to uh, Fredericksburg out here in Texas and. Uh, we ended up seeing something pretty interesting out in the sky. Um, they were they were little lights, um, but they f- they had this flash to it. It would flash or it would come on and then it would turn off for a few seconds and then it would flash a couple times and then it just stayed there and then it would just disappear. And then later on, about maybe 20 minutes later right before we left it showed up again and it was right off in the in the in the tree line right and you know my buddy he knows that you know I we do the the podcast and so you know we were kind of they were like wow I've never seen anything like that before and I was like yeah it was pretty interesting you know we I can't tell you what it was right but all I know is that it looked definitely funny and it kind of resembled kind of what we saw out in Sedona Well, and Ben, I forgot to tell you this part when I was telling you this story, but uh, right after that had happened, I woke up. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had this memory, this extremely clear memory of me being a child and waking up as a child, um, and I we talk about this fascination that we have with like UFOs and aliens and things like that. And my fascination kind of came from like this extreme fear. Like I was terrified of like aliens when I was a kid. And uh, I, I, you know, I could never pinpoint like the exact moment that I happened, but I woke up and I remembered as a, as me being a child, waking up and Like, being extremely, like, freaked out for some reason. And I didn't know what it was. Um, But then my story kind of starts usually, like, when I tell people, how would you get into this? And, like, I I saw uh, my mom was watching Fire in the Sky and i i had snuck in you know to the living room and i had seen this part you know and it kind of freaked me out and you know i always kind of attributed that to maybe like why i was so scared like as a child i saw this scary movie and it yeah. freaked me out but i had this i had this 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 breakthrough in my head like as a child before i had even seen the movie of being very familiar like having like this this i don't know I don't know, I think the movie was like kind of I it's hard to explain. <laughs> it, it's, it's really hard to explain. But yeah, it definitely struck a nerve with me, but it was like maybe like a week or two ago that I, mean, I, I just woke up in the middle of the night and I had this very, very clear memory of me being scared as a child. Whoa. Yeah.
3: Wow. And yeah. I,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You know, I don't. I don't think I've ever had an experience. I don't think. You know. I, you know. What do I know? I've never been regressed. I've never. You know. But you know. Since well, we, the
2: next time I see you, I guess we're going to have to do a regression, honey. That's what it uh, sounds like to me. It sounds like. Uh something triggered that memory for a reason
0: yeah that's exactly what i was thinking because i mean you know we had you know me and ben had seen this thing out in sedona and nothing and then you know i'm out with my wife and a couple friends and we see this thing again and then a few days later just randomly i woke up in the middle of the night and like i say i wake up at five in the morning Every morning, so I, you know, when I wake up, I try my hardest to go back to sleep, but I could not go back to sleep because this memory was like crystal clear of me as a child, and it was just Man. so strange. <laughs> I couldn't. I still like, can't get over it. Like that's today. gotta
1: mean something. It dude. was it
0: was weird. It was weird. Yeah. But for some reason, I I I made this connection between that time when I saw. You know fire in the sky, sneaking in you know with my mom, and then earlier on in my life as a child, for some reason, those two things like connected for whatever reason, I have yeah. no idea. I don't know. I yeah. just wanted to get your thoughts on that maybe like, you think it's maybe some like random connection or something
2: i I do I think that uh it's very possible that well. You know that saying, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you were here in Sedona, you were thinking about these weird things. Was this before or after UFO Congress?
0: Um, so the, the most recent one when we went to Fredericksburg was after UFO Congress.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it could be, I don't know if it's like a... a
2: <laughs> I, you know, the... I I just think that anybody that comes on this path, everybody that I meet at these conferences, they have something uh, that is a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, it, I can see it immediately uh, when I meet people. It's probably why I took you guys by the hands and said, this is my friend, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is my friend. Uh, because... You guys really have a piece of the puzzle. And until we know what the puzzle is, it's hard to even know what the piece is. Right. So you just have to keep, you know, like when you have one of those sweaters and it's got a thread that bothers you and then you start pulling at the thread and it starts unraveling and unraveling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to just keep pulling out that thread.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's every day. <laughs> and
2: it's going to unravel the story that you knew always existed there in the first place.
1: You know, that's funny you say that, Jocelyn. Like, it always does feel like a fami- familiarity. Every time we hear something mind-blowing from either you or... or uh 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 it, Melinda or, or it, Florian, it, it, or, Florian yeah. it always feels like once I know about it that initial shock wave is is over it's almost like this feeling of oh I knew it
2: I knew yeah. it yeah I'm like that was just confirmation you're just coming you're not coming here for any psychic information <laughs> you're just coming here for confirmation yeah and that's what I tell most of the people that want to have like readings from me um it's I'm just confirming exactly what they already know yeah and you know we already know that we're going to come out okay from on the other side and that this whole COVID thing is really showing us that how corrupt our entire government is and how we need to start making better decisions and being a little bit more involved and not so lackadaisical uh, and, you know, trusting other... Completely agree with that. Excuse you know, quote, air quotes, uh, experts to make our decisions for us. It's just like, that's not working.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, every,
2: everybody has to step up. Everybody is an individual and all lives matter all your opinions matter all of your energy matters and the only way that we're going to get over to the other side is when we come together and love and in unity and if you don't agree with everything that i say that's fine let's i mean it was fine before covid why is it so different now yeah. What, what difference does it make if I'm a, a libertarian a democrat or a republican or the man in the moon it doesn't matter I am your sister and I am standing next to you with love and companionship and humanity and knowing that there is a higher law and if soon as we understand that we can step up to that higher law and we can start speaking from our heart, our truest desires, then we will jump the shark and become a much better mankind, a much kinder mankind. And it doesn't matter what the bankers say. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank what matters is how much love you can give humanity to make this a better world
0: that was beautiful Woo, that was beautiful. good i loved it i loved it I, jocelyn I, I, yeah that,
2: you know guys beautiful. i'm gonna have to go i love you so much <laughs> I have no worries the phone for three
0: freaking out I, I know it just flies by it so does. fast when, when we know, have you guys on. Keeps
2: looking out the
0: window you know, oh man well that was a great note to end on for yeah sure. that was a great some positivity yes and encouragement i yes. love it i we, love it we
1: love you so much jocelyn thank you so much for, i
2: love you too guys you take care of that little baby girl and, oh i will um, get to Sedona whenever you can or I'll see you at the next available conference.
0: Absolutely. Perfect.
2: Okay, you guys. All right, Jocelyn. Love and um, signing off, this is Jocelyn Buckner from Sedona, Arizona, and I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to okay, you later. You have, a g- have a good night. All right.
2: You too. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, that was great, man! Wow, <laughs> oh, oh
1: <laughs> dude, like,
0: what? It was cool because that was a, a different perspective from her, right? Like that was that was a, that was a different like kind of like it was a, like a different Jocelyn almost. Than yeah. Like the first time we had her, yeah, on where it was just like a lot of stories, explanation. I yeah. This was kind of the same thing at the beginning, but then she was like, "Hey, yeah." Well,
1: that's kind of the side that you and I have both seen personally with Jocelyn by getting to know her as a person, which I really appreciated because I feel like, yeah, halfway through, it's like... Let me tell me tell you how I really feel about stuff. You know, we started getting into the the king stuff, yeah, uh, which was amazing timing. Like <laughs> yeah. we've been wanting to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we we got into the, some political things. Uh-huh. I still have some things to get off my chest about the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, I, look, I, it, we don't know where they're coming from. I just want to say this: like, I, I don't want to have this be a platform to be one-sided or the other because I feel like I don't have a perspective. All my perspective is that I I do see... I come from a family of, of law enforcement and, and I know that there are good people in law enforcement and there are bad people. And I feel like you hear more and you see more of my black friends say that that, that you they have to hide from the police, even then, they're in, just sitting in their front yard. Like, I just know that from personal experience. Like, it's different. Like, that's all I want to, to, to say now that, you know, I'm, I guess we do have a platform, but there is a difference between a white person, a Mexican person, a, a black person. A Filipino person, a Chinese person, everybody's different. I think that the America knows that there is a difference, and we're, we're, we're paying attention to the the people that are getting discriminated against the most. And I do believe that exists. And, and that's what needs to be fixed, is that's the fact that fixed. there
0: doesn't need to be a difference yes. in the way it's handled yeah. between whoever you are. Yep. And that needs to be fixed. It and does. I and I think Jocelyn kinda hit the nail right on the head on yes. when she was like, Yeah, we need to stop militarizing the police. Exactly. And just letting these people come in right you know, with these tactics that were taught to us by the fucking Nazis. Exactly. Like, it's just we need to we need to reel
1: this shit in. Right. We she can't be she doing wasn't that. saying, Oh, it doesn't exist. She was saying, Yes, it does exist but the reason why the, the the shit has gone sour is because it is militarized. They learned this shit yeah. from the Nazis. Like this is racism. Yeah. So I mean like I, I, I left to pee, not because I was like trying, oh. to, <laughs> trying to not whatever. But I yeah. uh yeah, I, I I felt like there was some tension for a little bit, but yeah. I mean, dude, I <clears throat> I totally I back up Jocelyn, I love her like to the fullest. I, her perspective is is totally uh, yeah well that's what this show is about man yeah
0: ufos aliens all all things things weird weird, and uh you know we're we're not a gotcha kind of a show no i want to hear your opinion yeah that's what it's all about yeah and then whoever listens to this can can hear your opinion as well and if they are down with it cool if they're not Cool. Move on to the next yeah. one. You know, I, I prefer not for
1: everybody not to talk about politics, but I'd rather just stick to aliens <laughs> and weird shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, yeah. You know, but if you can make the connection, then yeah, then hit the ball. You well, know?
1: that's the thing so. is that I think that Jocelyn has a very. I mean, man, she's she's so smart. Like she's able to connect all these things. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And she was like the able web. to. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she there is. <laughs> There is a huge web, and man, yeah, that was just that was such an awesome talk, dude. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) I I love that we I love that we got to talk about like. The the dark shit we've been talking about, yeah. the like adrenochrome and the uh, Illuminati and like sacrificing babies and vamp- vampirialism and shit like that. The, that was cool. You know, like people give Alex Jones shit for right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, look into it. Look into it. Yeah. I don't know. We, we might sound crazy, but uh, there's. It's fun. It's fun it's, to look into. It might sound true.
0: crazy, but it's worth looking into, right? Exactly. Because you're about to say it say at uh, The
1: Frog, the Turn of the Frog's Gay. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Oh.
0: No, <laughs> that's that's not at all.
1: <laughs> Black Hawk <on> Helicopters. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, man. Dude. Well, that was a good one, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's about it for me, dude. Yeah, me too, brother. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, man. Pound, Pound it. it. you p- Na, 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 oh, we hit wedding rings, dude. Oh, dude. That was hey. sick, man. Oh, right. hell yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah, it was cool. <laughs> All right, guys. My hands are on my hips.
0: Well, uh.
3: <sighs> was
0: another episode,
1: episode of UFO
3: Garage? Peace.